need I need that sports sports encyclopedia. We were at Steve Kim. Got trend the cut. What up, what up, what up, man? The real coach JB. My main man, Big Smitty. Are y'all ready for this? Run like something to prove it. Came to a conclusion that it's Smitty and JB. JB and Smitty from West Coast to your side. Worldwide, we in your city. Keep it one fifty. We never changed what happening. Heard on it. In any metric, coach, you cannot have Russell Wilson. Nick gave me my first offer. Like it, it, you gotta have that story. You gotta be marketable. Hockey, football, baseball, then basketball. Oh, I love this fucking show so much. Are you mixing light and dark at 11 a.m.? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids, uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years. Get Smitty and Jason Brown, kill the ass around. We want the games to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we kill the ass around. We want the games we miss and we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach AB coming at you live with a proud new sponsor of the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty, and that is Factor. Factor, you see it right here. You can get it all right here. Look at this. Tropical fruit, ready meals. Hey, I'm doing it myself. It is no joke. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can have you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? Well, with Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and, heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Ready to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventures? Stick to your wellness goals and premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant-quality options like bruschetta shrimp, risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. Ready in just two minutes. So head on over to Factor. Use my promo code JB50 and get 50% off. That's code JB50 at factormills.com slash JB50 and get 50% off. I'm just telling you right now, these right here are fire. And I'm just telling you, don't just talk about it. Be about it. This is something JB and Coach Smitty and Big Smitty, Coach JB and Big Smitty endorse fully. Tropical fruit is fire. So is the strawberry, banana, mango, and all the rest of them. 
So head on over to factormeals.com slash JB50 and use the promo code JB50. Get 50% off at factormeals.com slash JB50. Appreciate everybody. Peace. What up, what up, what up? I'm over here going ham on TikTok. It's Don't Stop. We are live. We got free game Friday. We are fired up on this free game Friday. And it ain't free game Friday without my main man, Big Smitty. (laughs) Let's get it, y'all. Free game Friday, man. We turning up. We got the all black on, man, because you know I'm killing this shit today, man. Hey, Big Smitty, intro the song real quick. Uh, I mean, intro the show. Let me me get my dog in. Put your dog up, man. Put your dog up, man. What's going on, chat, man? I miss y'all. It's Friday. Thank God we made it throughout the week. And we got a big-time show, man. Big Matt McChesney, my main man, Jeff Nadel, bringing in a sports betting analysis, analyst, whatever you want to say. Tomorrow, we got Football Palooza. We're going to talk about that. Yes, your boy did get permission. So I'm put- I don't need no permission. I run my household. We turning up college football, NFL football, big-time fight. Canelo and Charlo, we bringing it all, y'all, man. So yeah, I'm fired up. I got to start the show off with a banger, though, because we ain't done it in a while. Man, I, I'm just telling you, we haven't done this in a while. I got to I gotta start it off with something we haven't even really used because you, you kind of been lazy lately. Okay. WPS, white people shit. We got to start the show off with some white people shit. Let's Brought to you by betonline.ag. And our new sponsor, Big Smitty. I just want to be clear here. I want to I want to pop it up on here. I'm going to pull it up for you. We got a new show sponsor. Anybody out there moving or needs to move? AQMS moving. Choose AQMS, affordable quality moving and storage. Call 1-888-233-3110. Tell them Coach AB sent you. If you're moving, anyone out there, pro athletes, anyone out there moving, you need to move, go check it out. Use my code by calling that number, 1-888-233-3110. And they're the proud sponsor of WPS, white people shit. And I can't wait to show you this shit. Don't wipe my bum. Um, When you think about it, in nature, no other animal. Start it over for you, Smitty. So I actually don't wipe my bum. Um, when you think about it, in nature, no other animal wipes after they use the restroom. So why do we do that? Um, and I don't. I know there's got to be a benefit to not wiping. I don't really know what it is. But if God wanted us to wipe after we use the restroom, we would have a built-in way to do that um, into our anatomy. You know what I mean? Um, so because we don't, I personally believe that wiping after using the restroom is not good for your health. Uh, you don't know what chemicals are in toilet paper or in wipes. Um, so I personally think it's best to just not wipe. Um, but I stopped wiping about two years ago when I started using, uh, the litter box instead of a toilet. And uh, I have noticed, like, I have not gotten as sick as often. Now, I know correlation is not causation, but, you know, I feel like my immunity, um, immune system has, like, been built up since I stopped wiping. Um, and it's probably because I'm not exposing myself to those chemicals. That's just nasty, y'all. That's just nasty, y'all. 
Oh, I want to get your face all alone on the screen. That's why I did that. I hope she's joking a little bit, JB. Is she joking, JB, or is she for real? Oh, that's it, white people shit one-on-one, I guess. Hold on, so real quick. Jerry Ports in the chat. He sent me that. Jay Ports, shout out to you, my brother. JB, so white people, y'all don't be wiping your ass for real? Don't like, say y'all. I, I didn't say it was me. You said shit. white people shit. Like, like as a community, y'all came together and decided not to wipe y'all oh, ass. Shit. Oh, we got some black people shit today. I mean, that's just some nasty shit. That's all I'm saying. Like, wipe your ass, y'all. I don't care about no animal, well, no bear. No oh, yeah. Let me start with some black people shit. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Bring us on here. Got it. I got it right here. <laughs> Travel. First of all, oh hell no. Travel. <laughs> Fucking travel. Look at this shit. And hold on. That's what, no, nah, hype. No. Look at this. Uh, we see it. Fade. Uh huh. He ain't going to post up. Travel. Travel. You know what? For, <laughs> for 50 grand a week. Bitch, you better stop me from traveling. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> For 50 grand, I better not be able to travel no more. Look at this shit. Just, just. <laughs> Black people shit. Hey, see, why the brother, why are you clowning those Kimolaja one, dog, for, for getting his bag? 50 grand. Hey, I'm on, I'm on his side on all the way. Uh... He is 50 not grand is a lot, man. 50 grand? Telling, he basically telling Lajuan, you charging 50 grand, but you're not even teaching nothing. That's what mm. his, his point is. And everybody went after him. Everybody went after him, Big Finny. Kind of like me, when I say something about something and everyone thinks I'm talking about them. I'm not talking about Lajuan. He's great as all, all, all get up. But you can't. that's why all great players aren't great coaches. I mean, but that I've heard a lot of players who worked with Hakeem Olajuwon, like Kobe Bean Bryant, and we seen hit what Kobe's footwork was like. So I, don't, I can't go as far as say Hakeem Olajuwon ain't a good teacher. I can't confirm nor deny, but I've seen some people go train with him. You watch him on the court, and it looks like their footwork got better. So that particular video is hilarious. I think it was Amari Stoudemire, and maybe that was day one, JB, and he hadn't figured out the proper way to do it. Uh, but Gil been clowning all fucking summer long just with funny videos. So, man, shout out hey, to Hey, it's Gil. quote of the day. Let's get to the quote of the day. We already, what, 12 minutes in? We haven't even done quote of the day. You scared as hell. Quote of the day brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-B. Get you 50% off plus welcome bonus. Quote of the day, Jay, uh, Big Smitty. Here's my own quote, Big Smitty, and I wrote this myself. Because if you've ever heard it, you're a liar. Mm. Here it goes. I know who I am when I wake up every morning. And I know who I am when I go to bed every night. Mm. What I do in between that is what allows me to survive. <laughs> I don't even think you can even grasp it. TikTok, I know you can't. You motherfucker don't even, haven't even graduated with fucking elementary school yet. Everybody else in here, I don't think you really understood what I just said. Let me put on the ticker. It's real. It. There we go right there. Uh, I should put that on a goddamn milk carton or a T-shirt or something. I it's know too, who I am it's when I wake deep. up every morning. I think it's too deep for you. Let me, read, let, me, let me read it myself. I know who I am when I wake up every morning. 
and I know who I am when I go to bed every night. What I do in between is what allows me to survive. So it kind of reminds me of what I was saying before we hopped on, JB. Like, when it comes to the show, we have a full team now, about, what, five, six guys. Everybody has their role. Everybody works hard. But there's levels to hard work. And I'm clearly the hardest worker amongst our team behind the scenes when it comes between me and you. I get done with this show. I go do another show. I come back. I'm editing video. I'm doing YouTube clips. I'm doing verticals. I'm writing down the rundown. I'm married. I got to do this, that, and third. I don't really sleep. You know, it's like I just work all day, take a two, three-hour nap, you know what I mean, and then get back and do it all again. Not complaining. I'm building a certain lifestyle. That I, I expect, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> JB, y'all, he gets on the show. He goes drinks Paloma, plays plays with Cali, plays with the dogs, put his feet up. You know, he's playing around. I'm really hustling and grinding. So I love that quote. Hey, so you take a nap. <laughs> Two hour nap. It's a quick little, you know what I mean? God damn. I wish I could take a nap. I just put on my blinder goggles like Big Smitty and say, fuck the world because I'm cursed. I'm having visions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing dead bodies in the hearse. Hey, Kelly, by the way, break it. Let me break this down. Oh, that is Kelly, and that is her picture. I She's can, real. I can confirm. Yes, that is her. And I'm not going to tell you much more than that. I do know who Kelly is. Kelly is a also. If Chris is like, I haven't seen Chris in a while. Um, Chris don't fuck. She don't, she don't like us no more. I think. Yeah, Kelly is a USC alum. Uh, yeah, she don't, she don't live in Cali no more, but she's a USC alum. Very, she's a USC ride or die. She's, uh, she's kind of influential in, uh, in the profession. And I, so, so Kelly, that's, you know, that's not her real get down name and everything. So that's why I'm gonna leave it at that. But that is her picture. How so you can't confirm the picture is definitely her with the, like the bubble. That is her. Yes. That's a perfect picture, though. The hair is brushed down perfectly. Yeah. Her, she got the cat eyes, and she got the... How's the bubble so perfect, JB? Like, that's a perfect round bubble. It's like... I, I, I mean, she might model or something. She got, like, model photographer. I, I don't know. Mm, real truth talking crazy. Real okay, truth, man. Real truth, you're suspended. Get the fuck Thank out. Thank you. Thank God, you. It's made cats in here. God damn. Hey, uh, Kelly, you don't deserve that. Right. So we suspended him. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, Jada, Jada, welcome Kelly. Kelly, Jada. There's some real ones. Lucy's usually in here. Real one. Nurse Court sometimes. Chris. Uh, we got some females in here lately. We've been getting in more and more and more. Greg. Uh, nice to meet you there. I don't know who you are, but I'm glad that you're a real person. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. And I hate that you, um, for this particular weekend, that you had to be a USC alum. Because I got some news for you. We ain't even dove into it yet, but upset alert. But keep going, JB. I don't want to make a blow up, man. Panama Queen is also real because we uh, we follow each other on social media. She's real, too. Hold on. Is that picture real? Panama Queen? Yeah. Yeah. Dang, okay. What's up, Panama Queen? Because you really never know. You never really know when it comes to social media. So this is cool that we're confirming who's real, who's not. Appreciate it. Out today, and Jada's on the West Coast. Jada's Jada, Jada, Jada. Coast. I still Jada ain't met Jada, JB. Jada's up early with us. Shit. I'm proud of you, Jada, man. You're going to make a brother tear up on the show, man. You're a real West Coast, like, this sister. I appreciate you, Jada Benz. Eric yeah. the Rich made a good point. A lot of our chat has never seen women. They don't know what women are. They don't know what women do. 
they don't know that women have uh, a vaginal secretions. Right. They don't know any of that, man. They they don't get it. I don't understand why, but apparently they just sit at home. They've never won anything because winners get the prom queen. Losers go home and, you know, Chicago backhand. Right, right. Cocoa butter. You know what I mean? So live life smooth. That's black people shit right there to the fucking 1,000. <laughs> Cocoa butter's got to be the most black people shit in America. Let's keep it 100. It's either cocoa butter or Vaseline for a brother or a sister. Stop. Tell me I'm lying. Stop. If you gave me two minutes, I'm going to grab a whole jar of Vaseline right now. I still use Vaseline for the elbows or the corners. Hey, Vaseline never did me wrong. Now, you will be sweaty. Ashy Larry around this motherfucker. You Ashy Larry looking over there. But you know, you know what? You know what's also white people shit? The fact that y'all don't use lotion. That shit. I don't crazy. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. I don't need it. I don't get this. You look drier than the. I got. You know what I'm saying? Look, my elbows is fucking soft as baby booty. I can hear it. It looks drier than a bottle with some bad feet. Your shit yeah, look drier than some. Your softer than any man's foot in America. Yo, first of all, pause, but your feet is not softer than mine, brother. I got really good men feet. You got like hammer time, fucking motherfucking feet look like nah for real. Nah, ask my like for real. I got some like for a man, I got some yeah, nice feet. feet. Look like the toes are shaped properly, the nails clean in this mud. Like, don't make me put the foot on here like this at the end of the show. Uh, I don't want to do it to y'all. I don't want to it's Friday. If it ain't Friday, I don't know. I'm feeling crazy right now. Too. <laughs> you got some weirdos in here though. I might put the foot on there. They might screenshot and and, and hey, I was at the store yesterday what? buying some groceries because Saturday tomorrow football palooza. Steve Kim, maybe Jason Whitlock showing up. Um, Me, other folks may pop up, but we got some quite a few people coming. Up. Poker, poker day. We got the Canelo fight tomorrow night. Any any fan in here want to come? Ten racks. I'll let you come. I got security for you. Um, so here's the thing. Let me show you. Let me tell you something. The guy that checked me out, that took my credit card, that paid, oh. that I paid. Okay. Oh my god, had black nails, looking like Caleb Williams on the motherfucker. Uh. I said, "Dog, I gotta be real with you. Why are you wearing nail polish?" He's a regular that. dude. I was like, "Why are you wearing nail polish, brother?" I said, "Why are you wearing nail polish, homie?" Ah, uh, I just like that shit. I just, this is what I do. Femininity is a real thing in men, man. I'm going to be honest with you. No, nah, that's real, bro. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, man. I don't know man. what this is. I don't I know what this Caleb Williams. He didn't even know who Caleb Williams was. So it wasn't Caleb Williams. <laughs> man, I've seen a lot of dudes do it now, man. And, like, it, at first it was real ra rare, but now I'm seeing a whole bunch of them do it. Ron, no, it's stop. Stop. Caleb Williams yeah. is 19, Ron, 20 Ron, years old. I'm 30. Uh, Roger spit out a bunch of Kodiak, uh, Kodiak, like, fucking Smitty. That's, That's you, Smitty. Come here, little deer. Wow. I just shot a deer. <laughs> he said, look, that Smitty generation. <laughs> hey, Ron laid out right now like this with the scope while he's watching the show. He got the phone set up right here on the little stand. He's laid out in his backyard like this. Right nah, he ain't laid out. He in a fucking one of them tree seats. He's in that tree seat. You know them thing and fucking Bigfoot yeah, yeah. <laughs> That makes it contrary to belief. Also yeah. brought to you by Factor 75. Um, 
going over to Factor 75. Accept what is, Big Smitty. Let go of what was, Big Smitty. And fucking get what will be. Woo! No, that's a shirt. To believe. That's a shirt. I like that. I like that. Let me drop it. Let me put it on the ticker. Oh, there it is right there. You want to read it again? Accept what is. Let go of what was. And go fucking get what will be. You can't change the past. It already happened. Whatever's happening now, whether you like it, you love it, you hate it, it is what it is. What you can control is what you do to change what happens next. Put in that work, baby. Hey, Greg be throwing the salt. Greg got a lot of salt in him. I think Greg just be saying anything. What are you talking too about? Long too for long a shirt. for a shirt. It could be the greatest quote ever here. It's too long for a shirt. It won't work. It'll never sell. It'll never work. Yeah. I'm about to break Greg down. He better stop playing, bro. I'm trying to give you a pass. I'm trying never, to give you a pass. Greg, Greg is, uh, he got flip-flops on right now. He got skinny jeans. That's either his girl or his sister. He 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 probably brought her over from Thailand, paid for. She looked like a bot. You know, like he bought her. Is he is he a frat boy? Like when he was in college? I, I think he's like he might be one of them bros. Like Laguna oh, Beach. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like chugs beers and shit, like shotguns, beers and shit. Like, yeah, I know what you Lucy mean. Lucy in the house. Lucy's in the house. Lucy's in the house. Lucy's in the house. Go, Lucy. Go, Lucy. Hey, I heard Lucy pulling up Saturday. Hey, Lucy, if you weren't here earlier, Kelly in here, she is uh, legit. I know who it is. Uh, that is her real picture. Um, so, That's a cold picture right there. Another, another, another hater. Freddie Mac. Love, he hate like him. He didn't like my quote of the day. He said that should have been the quote of the day. <laughs> hey, look, look, look. But is That's it hate right. or is it love? He said Freddie it should have been a quote of the day. Freddie Mac so motherfucker. Freddie Mac so goddamn dark in this motherfucker. He over there hiding everybody's shadow. You burple looking ass, old you, dark ass, hey, hiding Freddie your Mac, ass. Hey, Freddie, Freddie a real. He better be, Freddie must mess around and rob your ass, JB. You better stop playing with Freddie Mac. Freddie Mac might be a real one. I'm just saying. He might be He might be blooded out. He the red on. Freddie Mac be on my uh, Instagram, I think, or Twitter or something. I don't know if Freddie Mac be in there. Freddie Mac be saying some cool shit on Instagram and shit. On here, I think he get he he get away from his mama and his wife and and like they let him be himself and he come in here and just talk shit. You know what I mean? They let him be himself. <laughs> I'm being racist again early this morning, D Jones. Uh, Lucy is OG, Derek. We ain't even started the show yet, dog. 24 minutes in. Everybody on TikTok mad at me. Well, open wide, motherfuckers. Uh, oh, no, who gonna drop the 10k? To show up to football Palooza. We got big time stars showing up tomorrow. We can't tell you everybody because of just NDAs and stuff like that. We can't tell you all the names, but we got some big time stars showing up. Who's gonna be the first person to drop 10K in the chat today to get your pass to come to football Palooza? Food, motherfucking dancers gonna be there. We got big time name. Bartender's gonna be there with the woo woo woo. It's gonna be a lot going on, y'all. So that's all, that's all I can say. I can't say nothing else. That's all I can say. Yeah, you better be careful because uh, you ain't gonna get no goddamn Chick Fil A today. <laughs> let me uh, let me throw this up there though. Let's start the show off with a banger. I got uh, I got to start it off with my main man um, dropping some knowledge after they got beat humbly last week. Um, this is what learn to is. put consistent behavior on tape. One thing that's very important to me is learning to make second effort a habit. So if you can't play with any effort. 
I, I, I got a personal problem with that because it, it requires no God-given ability to play with second effort. And I'll say this once again, all right? Everybody in this league gets paid. And you don't necessarily always have to win pretty. But we got to learn to strain to finish. If you've ever wanted anything in life, you got to fight for it. And that's one thing we're going to learn to do. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily always have to be pretty. Because when it's all said and done with, the only two alphabets that matter is a W or an L. That's all that matters. I don't care how we get it. As long as we find a way to get it together. As long as we get it. Hey, keep the main thing the main thing, man. W's and L's, man. Wins and losses. Bread and butter, baby. That's all I'm our brother not... care about. I love it. Yeah. That's my main man right there. Um, Allen said he would love to play for coach. See, Allen knows because Allen's been coached hard his whole life. He was coached hard in high school. He was coached by me. He was coached by Sims. He knows the deal. Allen, see, Allen... Alan, please tell us in this chat how many people, how many kids out there right now actually want to be coached hard, but we're not coaching them hard, so they're allowing to be soft, and that's what they turn into be. Alan's coaching right now, and he's like, Coach, these cats can take it. They will take it. They do want it. They just don't know it because we've been mm. coddling their ass for the goddamn last 10 years. That's real. That's real. You know what else is real? If me and Allen played at the same time, we played against each other, I would have sacked Allen. I guarantee that. Uh, I would have sacked Allen. I guarantee it. Uh, you never caught Allen. What? Stop you never caught Allen. I got busy at three technique. I'm talking about I got busy. Whoever your guard was, he didn't want to see me. What he got right. passed. By the way, Allen's high school. <laughs> I mean, Indianapolis to what? Uh, what? Hialeah, Miami, Hialeah. Bro, whoa, time out, bro. Do your homework. Do your homework. My, I was right. We ranked top 15 in the country when I, when I was, I don't, Alan, trust me. I've been around a lot of speed, a lot of talent, brother. Top 15. We talking about high schools? Top 15 in the country, brother. Look it up. 20, uh, 2011, 2012, Warren Central football team. Uh, 15 division ones. Uh, get your facts straight. Hold, hold D line went division one, had a division one guy on, on the bench. Linebackers win division one. We everywhere. <laughs> what they got? What they got busy, Allen? <laughs> D. Jones. Oh, Allen is from Miami. Yep. Uh, he is the pride of Miami. Um, Hialeah Beach. Um, can we stop with the little Wayne? The Packers led by Lil Wayne. Take the field for the second time in a short week. And can we stop? Hey, man, first of all, that's my big bro, man. Lil Wayne. Whole boy and all that. I gotta be real on the real no show. Wayne slander gonna go on this show. No Wayne slander is happening on this show. It's the greatest rapper of all time. He's a he's been a, a lifelong Green Bay Packers fan since he was a kid. He had a chance to run out here out the tunnel with his favorite team of all time. He looks like a kid because he's so fucking happy. He truly loves the game of football and loves sports. He had a chance. Imagine you get a chance. You. Listen, JB, you want to be gangster all the time and hard all the time. Lil Wayne, enjoy your kid, your kid self, JB. Think back when JB was seven years old. Did you have a favorite team or a favorite player or a favorite anything? Imagine having a chance to run out. Like, come on now. That's a dream come true. Let that man have a good time. He's dropping a new album coming soon. He's promoting the album. We're going to get Wayne on this show. What you doing, JB? Damn. Now, look. First of all, he's not the greatest rapper of all time. But second of all, let me, let me be clear. He's ran out, let out two teams in two weeks, and they've both been obliterated. <laughs> Stop. Stop leading them out right now. They're, your teams are getting blown out in mass fucking fashion. Stop. I love Lil Wayne, too. 
but stop leading out teams. They're getting blown out. <laughs> so, 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 so you, call, you call it the Wayne curse? Is that what you call it? Um, I, <laughs> you already I, got I, the Drake like, curse. I'm gonna just chill in the bag. I, 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 let me let me play the song from the booth. <laughs> You funny as hell, man. Hold on, what you doing right now? What you doing? I had a, oh, I, had a, I thought I caught your ass slipping. I thought it was some lotion. I thought I caught you slipping. Oh hell nah. I don't I don't use lotion. White people don't use lotion. <laughs> white people in the chat, if you white, um, if you don't use lotion, say hell yeah. Please let me if you do use lotion, say hell no. Let me know. I'm trying, I'm trying to see something, man. I'm trying to see something. So but anyway, man, do we do we have a question of the day or or or, or a uh, a talk to me, JB? No, I'm just saying that Felipe's on. Um... Felipe always grinding. I ain't got to ask Felipe. He, he, he got family in town. I don't know if he was doing it today. Uh, forgot. I think he said he was, but then I forgot. Uh, if he can get a couple out, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be here. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Damn. I use lotion every so often. That's Caleb. Okay. That's cool. Um, Derek, Eric with the wrenches. I love my lotion. I bet you do. <laughs> um, white women use lotion. How you know? That's real, like, specific. Like, why Like why how white you, women? How you know? Mike has bad knees. I forgot. Oscar Slider? Fuck you, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> why, you, why you got bad knees, by the way? I'm going to meniscus. I'm Hey, you know you got bad knees when like then you decided your name is gonna be Mike has bad knees. Like he's fucked up. ACL, PCL, MCL, DCL, and CCL. Oh, you on my face. That sounds like a pause for some reason. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that just sound of... like God damn, no shit. Like really? You sound I'm like only using like, on my face. <laughs> yeah, like well, you like it squirted on your face or you like it rubbed on your face? <laughs> 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 he did say he did say it like that. He did well, say I, I like it squirted on my face. Like, oh, <laughs> God damn, homie. Ooh, we ain't even started hot. the show yet. I'm getting hot. It's like, damn, we ain't even started the show yet. Free game Friday. I love it though. I, I love I love sprinkling in just some fun, man. Talking to the chat. We got about six hundred in here in about thirty minutes. We get to a thousand. We gonna have a free member pull up to the to, for losing them all. Let's see what happens, man. Uh, we got uh we gotta give a give away some shit today. Hey, a lot we, of cats we gotta really do uh, it though. We gotta just give it away. The Chiefs Queendom shirts on the CoachABShow.com. I mean CoachABStore.com. Chiefs Queendom shirts are selling like crazy. Our boy Max Hess bought a shitload of them last night. He did. We, we, gotta, get, we gotta get a Chiefs Queendom shirt, and we gotta get some of them. You st you still sell on pink panties or no? Nah? You sold out. Now I sold out the panties. Panties went to all the girls. You know, there's ladies all across the world that wanted to wear JB's panties. They had uh, they're sold out. We're not selling those right now. It's a seasonal thing, Big Smitty. Seasonal. That makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's on me. That's on me. My fault. My fault. So, I love it. I love it though, man, JB. Let's dive into um what this thumbnail says, JB. I mean, is it upset alert for USC Colorado? And if you guys been tuned into our show daily, first of all, thank you. Second of all, then that means you would have the knowledge that weeks ago I called for this upset. And I'm staying, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm not gonna allow the last week, the Oregon bad loss 
poison my mind and change what you know what I originally thought because each week is its own entity. Those boys in Colorado are gonna be fired up. They got embarrassed last week. They they saw them what the media's been saying, all the social media hecklers and everybody's been saying they're trash. This that and the third. Those boys will be locked in. Fox is out there right now. It's another big time game. This is an opportunity to really bounce back. You got Kayla Williams, the reigning Heisman winner, a guy who's trying to win a back-to-back Heisman. And again, we know how good SC is. It's no disrespect to SC. They have arguably the best offense in the nation. But their defense is questionable. Well, I think last week they played, I want to say, Arizona State, and they were in the game till late. And they didn't even have a true quarterback in there. They had like a like a wildcat type system going on, and they damn near lost against them. So very questionable defense on that side. And that is why I've been saying from the jump that I think this is a very winnable game for Colorado. Now, it's going to be a shootout, 56 to 52. It's going to be one of them type of games. Like, if I'm right, it's going to be a shootout. I think there's two options here. Either Colorado gets blown out again by, like, 21 points, which I think is a spread last time I checked, or they upset in a very close, high-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be, like, a close 20, you know, 28 to 24 type game. I don't think it's going to be that. It's going to be one extreme or the other. And I'm leaning on the side of these guys will be bought in fully, locked in fully, embarrassed fully. And I'm telling you, a bad loss can make you or break you. We're going to really learn who this Colorado team is from coaches all the way down to the players and the the guys who don't play. And we're going to find out how motivated these cats really are. This is the game. This is the opportunity for them to really resurrect their season. And if they win, it's going to be crazy. I'm hearing all types of stars going to be out there, JB. So. All right, look, the star shit is what I would maybe stop. I would maybe say, hey, dog, we're not going to bring no stars this week because we don't have any stars yet because we haven't really done shit. So how about we stop the fucking star shit and let's win a game? But that's not going to happen. It's all about hip-hop and stardom. So it is what it is. Dion's going to do Dion. Cool. It is what it is. I think SC throttles them. Um, this is the hard part for Colorado. This is where they're going to learn, go through their growing pains. I got some predictions, by the way. You want to see them? Yeah, I do. Ethan, shout out to Ethan for drip making this graphic uh, without Smitty knowing. We love doing that. Uh, Ethan, he like you. Ethan don't really rock with me. He be making you stuff. He don't make me stuff. Let's JB's predictions for college football weekend Saturday at JB's Football Palooza. Here is guarantees. Make them, pick them, do whatever you got to do. Here's my five predictions for college football. Number one, USC wins by 21. That is my number one prediction. Number two, Oregon State upset over Utah. Number three, Kentucky beats Florida. Number four, South Carolina beats Tennessee again. Number five, Michael Penix Jr. throws for 350-plus and three touchdowns. That is JB's college football predictions. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Because I'm about to – but first of all, you started off on the wrong foot. Shout out to Miss Lisa and Miss Asherman, man. Your son's doing a great job today. He got to be consistent. He's doing a good job today so far, Miss Lisa. Lisa, uh, ma'am, your son does a great job when he works. When he works. <laughs> you said Lisa, man. Hey, we're we're always super respectful when we talk to Miss Lisa. Like we we always everybody else would be motherfucker, you mother. But Miss Lisa, hey, women, women in general, women in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, listen. Let's get to, let's get to brass tacks. 
USC's not winning by 21. We can make a bet. I'm going to be at your house Saturday anyway. So if I lose the bet, it can whatever you want it to be, a shot, some fucking push-ups, whatever it got to be, we can figure that out. So number one, SC is not winning by 21. Are you, Kyrie's going to upset. Number two, Oregon State upset over Utah. Do we got to get E. Weddle to call in today? E. Weddle Fridays. Are you disrespecting E. Weddle's squad? Why you don't believe in Utah, man? Utah he got, he one of mad the best at me, too. I told him last night. And he, I picked UCLA last week. <laughs> I'm I'm picking Oregon State this week. No way, Oregon State. They got to come out. I just have a gut feeling Oregon State's going to come out. Just make sure we keep receipts. Let's go. Keep going. Keep receipts. Kentucky to beat Florida, bro. Where are you going to believe in Florida, bro? From the beginning, you said Florida ain't going to win one SEC game. So you said that Florida started balling out of control, uh, uh, making big-time plays, ETN and running back doing his thing, quarterback playing with, with toughness and poise. These guys are bought in. Florida's going to win that game. Now, will it be a good game? Yes. But Florida's going to win that game. Stop playing. Now, the last two, I'm rocking with you, JB. I'm rocking with you. South Carolina over Tennessee. I like the quarterback, Spencer Spencer Rowland. He, he's hit or miss. But the guy's still an NFL quarterback, in my opinion. Guy forget, at Oklahoma, that cat was starting in front of Caleb Williams for a reason. Because his talent showed that. Now, obviously, time, things change and, you know, situations change. But that cat, man, knows how to perform in big games. I like South Carolina over Tennessee. Last but not least, Michael Penix Jr. It's hard to bet against this cat. He might be the best quarterback in the nation right now. A lefty with a bomb. 350, three touchs. Come on now. I can't be mad about that. So the last two, I'm with you. South Carolina over Tennessee, Michael Penix Jr. But the first three, stop it. Shout out to Ethan for making that. Um... I got my NFL predictions too. We're gonna get into it later on, but uh can't wait to get into that, man. I can't wait to get into let me ask you this though before we move on. Hypothetically, if I'm right when it comes to the Colorado game, from a coach's perspective, you knowing the game the way you do, what would need to happen for Colorado to get the upset? For Colorado to get the upset? Uh yeah, like for example, like if we come, if we did a show tomorrow, hypothetically, after the game, and we found out Colorado beat USC, how would the game go? Like, what's your prediction of how the game would have to go in order for Colorado to get the upset? There's nothing they could do. They, they, what it would have to happen is they would have to have a whole new recruiting cycle and get a, a bunch of linemen. It ain't going to happen to this year. Um, all they could do is play hard, go in there, play hard, win one for the Gipper speech. And that's it. They have no shot. They have no shot. They can't stop the run. They don't run the football. USC's pass def- or USC's defensive line is really, really good, similar to Oregon's. Um, or Colorado has no shot. It, for it to happen, it would, it would have to be a USC complete letdown, similar to what they did at Arizona State last week. Mm-hmm. And that was the game that probably woke them up. And this is probably the worst possible time to play SC after the horrible performance versus Arizona State. So it's just all stacked against Colorado. Now, they could come out and play for prime and play hard and do all those things, but they just don't have enough talent. I mean, they should have lost to Colorado State. They beat a TCU team that's not very good, and Nebraska was really, really bad. So, I mean, it's let's be honest. The team they played good, Oregon, 
blew them out of the building, and that is the Colorado team that it is. Like, let's just be real. But hold on, no. why are we why, why are we choosing the worst performance they had as the reality of who they are? We're not picking the TCU game as the reality of who they are. Because TCU, hold on, you say, you, you say they're a bad team, but they're three and one. The only loss that they got is Colorado. You what do you mean? So, you like, see, if you, you started, off, you started off with Alabama and you got fucking shellacked, and then you beat Kent State, you're not going to use that. Kent State game as this is who we are. You're not going to use the Alabama game as the judge. Come on, man. Come on, man. Drop the mic, though. Let, 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 let me ask JB something. I'm, uh, we're going to ask JB something, Big Smitty. Uh, we're going to ask JB something. You want me to break down something? Please do. There's a quarterback on the radar as being one of the top recruitable kids in the country. He's 6'8". Too tall. I'm not, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, dog, because I'm the hater, da 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 But I've never missed on this quarterback shit. Let me show you this quarterback, and then you tell me, you guys tell me what you think, all right? He got to get his feet right. You know what I mean? Is this high school? Yeah. I mean, he's young, though. So I'm going to try to, like, I'm not even going to go too hard, though, because he's young. So, like, if he gets the right coach, like, he has a lot of raw potential. Um, I feel like that ball is in the air a little too long. I feel like his, his feet is a little off. And I'm not even a quarterback guru, so I could be I could be y'all. Jimmy can educate me. His release seems a little a little weird. Um, the, All that running over cats, that shit ain't going to work at the next level. But, again... He has potential. And in high school, that's, I mean, that's all his raw potential. He gets coached right. This guy could potentially be a good player. But I, I will say this I haven't seen too many like freakishly tall players play well at QB. Like when I look at the history, now please correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I mean, you see the six fives, the six fours, of course, like that's, that's traditional. But when I think about like a six eight, six nine cat being good at QB, when, when was the last quarterback that was like around that height who was actually legit? Good. Um, Mark McGuire's brother, Dan. Mm. He was 6'8", played at San Diego State, actually had a whip on him, mm. actually throw it. This kid doesn't have any of that. Um, mm. he, he, This kid, I don't know how old he is. He, he moves like he's a freshman, but I think he's older because he's a three-star already, and I think he's being recruited by UAB, a couple other schools. Um. I think he in Georgia. Shout out to my homie uh, Darius Conaway, man. A lockdown corner at Ball State. He said, "This is my area, Smitty." So, um, I'm assuming you mean like like Georgia, right, bro? Let me know in the comments. So I don't know. Yeah, um, he. There's just no way. Not in this day and age. That was an old. You know, he could have came out in '80s, maybe. But he's got no feet. He has no yeah. feet whatsoever. He's a sitting duck nowadays in this era. Plus, kind of clumsy a little bit, right? Like a little, yeah, little just 6'8", 6'8", just you can't do it. Plus, his delivery, if you, for being 6'8", the ball should be thrown from here and delivered from here. He's he's dropping it way down here. He's he's got he's got really a he doesn't have a real strong arm for 6'8". Um, he doesn't have a he has a super slow release. Um, yeah. and if you notice, you said it, you said it. The ball hangs because he's dropping the ball. His platform's dropping, and then he's throwing, and the ball is going upwards, and it's just yeah. in the air forever. 
He just not. That will lead to a lot of picks at the next level. You know what I'm saying? Just on, Twitter, on Twitter right now, they're 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 just anointing this dude. Six eight, he's the greatest thing. No, he's actually horrible. I'm sorry to tell you the truth, but he's not very good. Um, and I don't see it. I don't see him playing anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, if he gets a coach JB to, to coach him up for a couple years in college, then he might he might be able to improve and do something. Here's you know the thing about that misnomer you just said. Um, I'm recruiting thousand kids. There's going to be a lot more I end up playing, and I don't have time to coach him. That's yeah. the problem. See, that's the thing that people don't want to tell you the truth. People don't want to tell you. They'll recruit the guy, and then you'll see why he enters the portal nine times because nobody has the time to really sit and coach him up. This kid, I know, just didn't blossom to 6'8 overnight. Somebody right. has spelled this kid since he was like nine years old. If that's the key, if that's what he was going to be, a quarterback, then somebody should have had this kid as he was growing. Nobody had him, obviously, and he probably needs to go play Basketball. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't even know if he can play that. Yeah, well, I feel like he ain't gonna be good at basketball. He too, he too like. You know what I mean? He ain't moving good enough. Let me ask you this, JB. This is a side note. It just came to my brain. Have you ever thought about starting like your own, like I guess, quarterback training type business? Yeah. Like, even you're not coaching, quote unquote, right now. Like, because like, yeah. I feel like you got a lot of gym, a lot of knowledge. You know, as a as a coach and as someone yeah. who played the position, you could still be coaching, but doing it in a different way in your own way like it just came to my brain just now yeah i've been hit i've been approached man i've been hit up approached i don't it's tough man because these 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 uh these street agents who push these kids to go to all these different quarterback gurus quote unquote who are not actually gurus at all they're actually stealing money from these mamas who don't know better and where to send their kid um it's gonna. It's so. It would be so hard for me to change their minds and narrative, and it's like a full time gig. Like I gotta go tell you why you should come to me over fucking Johnny that's never coached or played the position, really, and he's charging you five hundred dollars to sit there and jack off the ball. Like it's a sad thing. So I try to stay out of it because I'll end up getting super pissed off, and I would hate, and I and I and I'll end up like just being madder at the world than I would be at. Uh, doing anything else because these kids are getting screwed and the mamas are ignorant and blinded by someone in the street telling them go to this cat he's the best there is these quarterback coaches out here are fucking atrocious i'm just telling you right now but JB, I, feel like, I, I hear what you're saying i feel like you have enough clout in the business bro that i don't i feel like a lot of people would come yeah. to you just because of who you are though honestly and i could I, I i don't think about it maybe i don't know i don't know i'm just i, I know i'm just you got a lot of knowledge bro I'd want my own facility, though. I'd want my own facility. I'd want a hole where you can throw and punt and kick inside of it that high mm -hmm. indoor. It has to be that high. So it has to be a warehouse that's big enough. Um, and then I would want everything involved. I'd put a weight room in there. I'd put a sports psychologist in there. I'd have a goddamn Starbucks in there for the mamas to sit there so the mamas can actually know what their kids are being taught. Mm -hmm. uh, unlike drop them off and leave. See, I, right. there's a thing I could do. I could do. A, I could dive into this scope and have the greatest goddamn clinic or uh, uh, you know facility in the world. But the thing is, I am not into selling myself to you to prove that your son's getting screwed. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like if you're yeah. that blinded and you don't understand your son's not being coached up and wasting a lot of money. 
I'm not I'm not the Captain Savaho to save your ass's son. I'm not gonna right. go by door to door and tell each mom out here that's ignorant that your son's being badly mismanaged, badly and horribly taught, and your son is on a path for failure. I don't have time. That I, I would love to do that, but I don't have time or or the money to waste on that. So that is why I don't do it. Um that makes sense. But you know. It, 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 just, it was just a thought came to my mind. You know, I, I had to say it. You know, some, if something gets put on your heart, your mind, you got to spit it out sometime because who knows? I mean, it's always crossed my mind. Like, I, I would always do it because I used to do it. I started off young when I was coaching Juco. I was actually running my own camp. I called it the Pigskin Skills Clinic. And I had a shitload of little kids coming out. And I was a nobody. I was just a college coach that coached up a lot of high school kids and got them right. I even coached the babies up. Had the babies coming out. We taught, We did we did, uh, you know, skills and drills, we called it. Then we had fun at the end. It was good shit. Up at Chafee College, a lot of folks showed up. We'd have 100, 150 people show up every Sunday, charging 25 bucks, dog. 25 bucks. Mm. But mm. I had a lot of kids. Or you pay 400 bucks up front for 18, 18 weeks. I did it every Sunday. And we had, man, we had good showing. That was I had T-shirts. I had the whole thing made up. It was a good deal. Flyers. It ended up being a good deal, but uh, man, I just can't sell a parent on this is legit and you're doing something that's not. I don't know. That's just it. But maybe we might have to do it one day. We might have to do it. Um, we'll, see, we'll see what happens, man. We, you know, who knows who yeah. who knows what could happen in the next few years. Me and you might get a big ass studio space, big old warehouse. One room is for the podcast for the show. The whole field is for what you're trying to, you know. What I mean, who knows, man? I, I, hey, I never, I never stopped believing JB. I didn't think I was gonna be here today. I didn't think I was gonna be on the JB show with Coach JB. I didn't think I was gonna be in LA. I didn't think I was gonna go to Fox. I didn't think I was gonna interview Maya, interview Little Wayne. I'm from Indian. I'm from Indian. That was Indiana from the hood, getting evicted, getting kicked out, living. You know what I mean? So all this shit has happened to my life. I didn't know and didn't think it was gonna happen. So you never know, JB, man. So hey. Keep the options open. Let's keep grinding. And let's keep going with the show because there was a Thursday night football game that happened last night, JB. And the Lions performed at a pretty high level overall, beating the Packers. JB, man, are you finally sold on the like? Are you officially sold on the Lions? Do you, do you believe? That's the poll question. Um, are the Lions serious playoff contenders was the poll question. I didn't get to it. Um, no, I just can't. I can't believe in in golf, man. I just I just know who golf is, man, and he's just not the guy in a big clutch situation. I just got to ask you, like I asked F your boy yesterday, who do they beat in the playoffs? Niners, Seahawks, uh, Eagles, Cowboys. Who are they beating in the playoffs? That is my number one concern. Now, they can, beat the Seahawks. can they get better? Sure. Uh, they might get better. Listen, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with my boy from last year giving up fucking 40 a game, getting outscored by when they were scoring like 40 and losing last year at this time. Defenses came a long way. They they stymied Jordan Love for the most part. Eric the Wrench is all mad today and pissed off at the world. The Packers got drubbed. He They stymied him for the most part. Um, but can they do that consistently? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sold on their D line as far as their interior D line. I like their pass rushers. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know how good their their run defense is. I don't know why the Packers didn't run Aaron Jones more 
First game um, back from injury, probably. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. probably want to like give him 30 carries. Yeah, but I mean, fuck. I mean, don't play him then. Like, I don't get it. Like, you gotta play him. I mean, but he's not he's not necessarily a 30 carry guy. I didn't see him throw the ball to him out the backfield. I didn't see him put put him in, in, in free release like they used to with Aaron Rodgers. He would always catch Will Rod- Aaron Rodgers one of the best pass catching running backs in the in the league, but they don't yeah. they haven't used him at all in that in that scenario. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, one thing I, I'm starting to think I do believe in, and I, I'm, I'm still on the fence a little bit, but I'm leaning more towards yes, just because I feel like they they really have bought in to, to, to this Dan Campbell system. And it's really crazy. I was thinking uh, all night or last night about, you know, what you and Matt has said about there's a thousands of coach primes out there. And I, I understand what you guys mean. You know what I'm saying? And I think like Dan Campbell is kind of like an, an example of that in the NFL level, meaning that he's a former player, you know, who understands the locker room, understands the stuff that these players have actually been through, everything that they go through, because he went through the exact same thing as a player. And now he's their head coach. And, you know, even we watch, you know, Hard Knocks, was it last year or two years ago? Like just the energy that he brings, he, he's truly passionate about the game of football. He's truly passionate about his guys. Like, and you can see that. The Lions, even in the couple the previous years when they, they weren't that good, they always play hard. And I feel like that's you got to give you know kudos to Coach Dan Campbell because players, I've been in locker rooms where players do not like the head coach. And you gonna you can say, hey, players should just play for themselves. And you know, I know we had Weather on here and he said, Hey, it didn't matter who the coach was, I was gonna play hard for me, which I respect. That should be the way it is anyway. But a lot of guys don't, you know. Think that way. And if it's their head coach that you don't respect or don't believe in, you just kind of take your, your foot off the pedal a little bit, and you're not seeing that with Detroit. They, they're bought into Dan Campbell. They're, they're getting better every single year. They have a powerful offense. You are right with Jared Goff. He's inconsistent. Um, but, I mean, the man, the guy did play in the Super Bowl. It's not like he's never did that. Happy Friday, bitches. What's going on, Nurse Nurse Kurt? So I, I still want to see a little bit more. But, man, I'm trending towards yes, JB. I think they're going to be in the playoffs, and I do think they can beat a, a, a Seahawks team. But that's probably the only team I feel confident enough to say they yeah, can beat. I, the Seahawks exposed them at home for, for whatever reason, and that's, to me, kind of – That was an overtime win, though, right? Yeah. It's kind of me like, I don't know if you can lose at home to Seahawks um, and be serious. I know that was week two, um, so I'm not putting too much – I'm not putting too much thought into it, but golf just seems to, so if you watch that game towards the end is when he started to do what he does, choked. So I got the Seahawks making the playoffs, Greg. If you want to bet something, let me know. Now Eric, let's the house. Hey, Eric. Oh, Don't be mad, Eric, but I got Oregon State getting it done this week. <laughs> Come on, Ewell, get your mans. He's, he's going to get y'all again. What is it with JB in Utah? What's wrong with him, man? No, Cam Rising's going to end up biting them. Even though they got great defense, Jonathan Smith has to score some points this week after losing. That's I'm just going to go. I'm not against Utah. I love Utah. I love I love their head coach. I got fucking former players on the staff. I like Utah, but at some point, ah, I just don't see him scoring enough. But they might not have to score a lot because their defense is so damn good. That's the point. <laughs> All uh, right, man. We gonna I, find out. If you talk, I mean, you talk out of top five defense. There's no doubt. Look, at this point, my Pac-12 West Coast self wants Utah to win for the simple fact to represent the West Coast and get into the BCS or the playoff. But I'm just saying, I'm like, this could be a game Oregon State pulls out. 
They may not let Oregon State score. It might be a goose egg. They might win 24 to 0. It might be one of them type of games. 24 to 0. Defense scores a touchdown. I can see a pick six. I can see this happen. Like a low scoring, just goose egg type game. We're going to see, though. We're going to see. I, I do want to hop on to the other side of the field real quick, JB, before uh, uh, Matt joins us and talk about the Packers. Um, I, I feel like there were some comments I think made post game, maybe from Ryan Fitzpatrick, basically saying, like, you know, there's the. The bounty is still out, so to speak, on Jordan Love. Um, what's your take on Jordan Love? I know we've been pretty high on him throughout the entire season. He did not look too good overall last night. Um, you know, he made some plays in the second half late, but overall just didn't play consistent enough. Where I guess where are you mentally when it comes to Jordan Love? Do you still believe he is that next guy, that franchise guy for the Packers, or are you kind of putting your foot on the brakes right now? Um I, I put my foot on the brakes before the season. I said it before the season. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be that great. But I said it all, two weeks ago. He looks better than every fucking quarterback in the NFL right now. So I'm like, it's crazy how he looks like he's learned through osmosis from Aaron Rodgers. And he looks great. He actually in the pocket. He's throwing the ball on time. He's accurate. And then he does Jordan Love shit last night. So, uh, you know, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's going to be – you're going to show who you are. Mm. So I don't know. I like where he's came. I like how far he's come. I don't know if he's the guy to get over that hump. Um, it really looks like a Green Bay team after you watch them a few weeks. They came back versus the Saints. They did a good job there. But I told you the Saints can't score. They have good defense but can't score no points, which is crazy because they're a car. But anyway, they, uh, my take on Green Bay is Aaron left. The the he didn't pass the baton to Jordan Love. He kind of took the keys to the house with him, mm. and that is what you see right now. You see a, a O line. Bakhtiari I hear is out for the season. I don't know I why. Are. Why doesn't he retire? Why doesn't he? Yeah, retire? he needs to call it, bro. Like for I'm not sure he needs to call it. This is ridiculous. He just got put on IR. JB, what the hell? For an ACL injury that he hurt like two three years ago, he's still getting hurt, man. So. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Listen, I, I think Jordan Love is a, like can be a good, serviceable quarterback. Is he going to be an Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre? No. And, and hey, I'm filming you. We got a super chat, twenty dollars, and I'm talking to Jason as we speak. And he said, somebody said, top three Ball State grads in order: David Letterman, Jason Whitlock, Big Smitty. Shout out to J.K. J Jason Whitlock's not coming this weekend. Maybe next weekend. Um, Big Smitty, you got anything to tell Jason? Hey. Tone, J.K. or Jason Whitlock? Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock, man. First of all, what's going on, OG? That's my guy, man. I appreciate everything you've done for me. But you see this tweet right here on the screen. They said it. I didn't. So don't get mad at me. I didn't bring anything up. I was talking about Jordan Love just now. And one of one of the fans hopped on here, and they said this. So Whitlock, tape this how you want to. But the people have spoken. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Shout out to JK, 80s horror fan. Appreciate the love and the support. You know what I mean? That means a lot, man. You go to the weight room. I ain't been in, I ain't been back to Ball State in a long time. Hey, Darius, if you're still in the chat, we, we need to set something up so all the alum, not all alum, but, like, people from our, our area at Ball State can get together and go to a homecoming, like, at least one more time. I miss my boys, man. I ain't seen D-Kind. I ain't seen Martez. I ain't seen my brother Jay New. Nate Ali doing his thing for the coach, you know, head D-line coach. He got them guys out there balling out. My boy Willie Sneed, he, 
He's a, he's up in the bay with the Niners right now. We gotta get together, y'all. I ain't seen my people. We gotta we gotta talk life, man. So talk to me and, and, and let's make it happen. But um, yeah, JB, I don't know. Jordan Love, I don't know if he's gonna be like. If you're a Packers fan, don't expect him to be the next. Hey, this pretty motherfucker joining the show. Hey, Matt, hey, you didn't turn to a little pretty boy the last week. You got the haircut. You didn't lost weight. You got the arms out. Got the new shades. What you? Hey, you got a you got a new girl or something? I ain't trying to call you out, but you got something going on, Matt. Yes, things are good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain. You feel me? I mean, goddamn, both palms itch these days, son. I mean, fuck. Loan me a thousand, Matt. Fuck it. Yeah, dog. I mean, hey, well, we're gonna see each other pretty soon here, so. Happy Friday to everybody out there. How is everyone today? I can't help that I look this good, feel this good. I mean, shit. Hey, man, you look good. Maybe what? I want to start off with a bang, Matt. Uh, people say you're blushing in the chat. Um, yeah. I gotta. I want to. Uh, I want to show our boy. All right, me and Smitty. Smitty and I already talked about it. But what do you think about EB? And to put consistent behavior on tape. One thing that's very important to me is learning to make second effort a habit so if you can't play with any effort i i, I got a personal problem with that because it requires no god-given ability to play with second effort and i'll say this once again all right everybody in this league gets paid and you don't necessarily always have to win pretty but we got to learn to strain to finish if you've ever wanted anything in life you got to fight for it and that's one thing we're gonna learn to do. Um, Chicago backhand in the building. What up, Chicago backhand? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Chicago backhand is a thing now. So, look, why the fuck isn't Eric Bieniemy a head coach? NFL, shame on you again. I mean, just another opportunity, missing out on an incredible leader of men who can motivate. I mean, this guy can motivate anyone. I, holy shit, I'm ready to run through a wall. He was one of my coaches at CU. I love EB. I've known him for 25 years plus. I mean, this is who he was 20 years ago. This is who he is now. He doesn't give a shit what his suit looks like. He's about ball. I mean, fuck, dog. EB said, I don't give a fuck. Just put the suit. Let's just put the suit on. I got a press conference to go do. I need to eviscerate some guys. And look, he's right. Their last night was a good game, I guess. Mm. How many times do you watch guys walk and jog and not chase the ball and not play with effort and not finish a play and head duck? That's my that's my biggest pet peeve on earth. When you head duck on the field, it gets my blood up, son. Like I, we call I, him Loaf, Big Matt. We call him Loaf. We grade, I grade Loaf, him. No, I don't think there's any. I would rather. I would rather get picked up off the ground. It's only happened to me twice in my entire life, and thrown on my fucking head on film on national TV, than get caught jogging on tape in practice. Like it was an embarrassment to me. I was embarrassed if I got yeah. caught like bullshitting because I would get called out. It's a decision, you know what I'm saying? Like if someone no. else lifts you up, at least you can say, "Hey, he was the better man for that play." Yeah. But if you just don't run, that's on you. You're not I hustling. Mean, it's the, it's, it, it takes zero talent to give effort. I used to say none. that in my office. I had it on my walls. I had it on my t-shirts. Zero fucking talent. 
to it be required, zero to give to effort. Time and to give effort. Those are two things that you control and the only two things. Because everything else is got another individual involved. And there's plays and clocks and refs and rules. But those two things, I can determine when I show up and how hard I work in the weight room. I can determine when I show up and how hard I work in the film room. I can determine how hard I sh- when I show up and how hard I work on the practice field. I can go out early. I can stay late. Like, I, I can control that part of the time. So, as a guy who got by strictly on effort, and I'm not saying I wasn't talented. I I mean, I'm 6'5", or 6'4", 330, and I can run. So, I had a little bit of extra. But at the same time, if I wouldn't have had the mindset that was instilled in me literally the day I walked into the University of Colorado and Coach Chris Wilson, the great Chris, Chris Wilson, uh, walked up to me and said, Son, this ain't motherfucking Nywat no more. And if your ass don't run, you don't fucking play. You see them? They're here to replace you. You think you're here to replace them? Nah, I'll get rid of your motherfucking ass so fast you'll be catching bullets. They need, hey, need soldiers. I'm like, Jesus Christ, coach. And he goes, chase the ball or you won't play. And I'm telling you, my first coach ever in the NFL was Bill Kolar. The great Bill Kolar, one of the fucking meanest sons of bitches ever. I thought I was kind of good in college. Walked up to me and said, your tape is dog shit. You can't make this league. You can't play. You're a fucking bum. Why are you even on this team? No wonder you didn't get drafted. And I was like, fuck you, Bill. <laughs> but it was super motivating. And he and he told I'm telling you, on that team, I was with the the Rams for only a summer in 2005 before I got West Nile virus and almost died. But that's another story. But Damn. like they didn't draft any defensive linemen, and just the effort I played with took me from the fourth string to the second string, like playing in front of a first rounder that they were trying to cut. So, it, look, I. Not to get on off on a rant here, but you brought up effort, and this is my wheelhouse, baby. This is all I really care about. It it is the basis and foundation of literally everything I do in my life. When your alarm goes off, if you hit snooze, why? You're not excited to get out of fucking bed? Dog. Hey, I'm yeah, got to be one better. I don't use a fucking alarm. It's not yeah, the only dog, reason I wake up. <laughs> the, the, the best part about my day is when I wake up at 426, and my alarm goes off at 4.30, and I get to sit there for four minutes and go, I beat the fucking clock again, bitch. Because everything's competition to me. Every fucking thing. So it's why I am the way I am. I'm going to out-hustle everybody. I'm going to get up before you. I'm going to work harder. You're not going to outwork me. And if you beat me, it's because you're better than me. And I can I can kind of live with that, but it's going to push me even to work harder. So yeah, I am trying to lose weight and get sexy and I got a haircut and shit and I'm all about self-improvement. If you don't like that shit, I'm sorry I'm too drippy for you motherfuckers, but it's what it is. He went this, y'all. <laughs> hey, the ladies in the chat going crazy, man. Ladies, hey, Matt is available, I think. I'm so, not, hey. I'm not available. I'm sorry. I'm not. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't Cut know what out. the alarm is. I'm going to keep it one with y'all. I don't know what the alarm is. I haven't I mean, used an look, alarm. You, you, can, you can dream all you want, but I, I'm in Denver. And, hey, uh, Matt, I got to go. I'm gonna, I want you to give us a, uh, a I want to get Matt's predictions today. Yes. Hey, Big City, I got to get your predictions too, but I got well, my own predictions. Show. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Matt. Shout out to Ethan. 
All right, Matt, you ready? You need to move my predictions around and give yours. And then, Big Smitty, you give yours. Here's my NFL top five predictions of the weekend coming up that I know I'm going to hit on. Mm. Let's go. Whoa. Justin Herbert, 303 tutties. Ooh. He did. He did that last week. He can do it back to back. That's hard to yeah, do. Yeah, for the yeah. the Raiders. Yeah, just block block Baba Yaga. That happens. Their defense is trash. Yeah. Gino, who does Seattle play? Giants. That's definitely happening. Trevor Lawrence. Who do they play? They're playing in London against Atlanta. Oh, so I think both of those might happen because Jacksonville played in London last year and sucked. And then Trevor Lawrence sucked last week, so he'll have something to overcome. I like JB. I'm going to screenshot this motherfucker real quick so I can make some bets. <laughs> hey, the one that I would stay away from if you're about let, to let, make let, some let, bets. Let me, let me fucking guess. It's the top one. The Matthew, Matthew Stafford, 252 two is not happening. They're playing against a top 10 defense. They're oh, not. Bro, Smitty, didn't you know Matt Stafford's like a top three ball spinner of all fucking time? I love Matt. He can't do it by himself. He can't do it by himself. That's all I'm saying. Is Cup there still? He ain't playing. He is a top three ball spinner, Uh, Matt. Cup ain't playing. Cup ain't playing. I was agreeing with you. I know. You just just thought I was agreeing. They got Puka. Puka been playing well. I don't know, y'all. Look, look, man. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. I haven't even got you mad yet. You want to see my college predictions? Oh, you probably think SC is going to shit stuff. Let's piss Matt off today. Let's piss him off. Let's go! Dog his ass, Matt. Don't be nice. Dog his ass, Matt. Doggy. Unleash! <sighs> okay, look. I can't. I, I can't. We've never Matt's beat a realist, Benny. I, I know when to push Matt's buttons and when not to. Matt's too real. Matt's going to talk about Air Force in Colorado. He said it. He kept it real. Oh. And he's going to keep it real right here. Uh, SC's not winning by 21, y'all. I'm telling you that right now. Colorado's motivated. Y'all don't believe no more. I still believe. Don't let one motherfucking bad loss change everything we built. Everything we thought about this entire season. I called for the upset before the season started, and I'm sticking to my guns. SC's defense is shitty. I will say this. When Colorado upsets SC on Saturday, and Shador Sanders has a Heisman moment by outplaying the Heisman winner um, on Monday morning, then I will talk shit. But I, I can't say anything about SC if we have a donut next to a 15. I'm sorry, but we've never beaten these people in history, so I don't even know what it's like. And we need to rectify that the last time we play them in conference. So if hey, you man. When we went to the Pac-12, there was this push years ago for Colorado to try and do the same thing they did to S- or Nebraska and Oklahoma back in the Big Eight days when we were really bad. They hired McCartney and identified Nebraska, and then you know went after Oklahoma in the sa- kind of the same way, but definitely identified Nebraska as our rival, and it worked. And they tried to identify USC and UCLA the same way, and that shit didn't. So. Uh, you know, it, I, I hope that we can go out there and, and beat that ass, but it's going to take a monumental effort. And I guess my question is to you two, Coach, definitely to you, is Colorado the team we saw against Nebraska or is Colorado the team we saw against Oregon? 
Because hey, here's the history of being a coach that I'm just going to give my TCU game was no film, right? They yeah, it's going to tie into what you TCU game is a fucking superheated rivalry. So Nebraska or Oregon, which one are they? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to tie this into coaching for for 20 something years, and I think it'll tie into your experiences as a player and a personal coach. Here's the thing I I have to say about it. Um, game one, TCU. We both said predicted. I thought that was because the players were going to run through a wall from Dion. They believed in them, all that shit. I didn't believe TCU was nearly as good as they were. They lost everything. I think they returned three or four starters. We knew that was a chance to get a good win on the road. They got it done. Game two was an old rivalry with a team that did not do exactly the same thing that Dion did in the portal. Um, Rule's going to go about it a little bit different, even though he'll get in the portal. I didn't think Nebraska. I thought Nebraska, as crazy as it sounds, Colorado being the least winning team of college football last year, I still thought Nebraska actually had a worse infrastructure over the last six, seven years. So I thought that was a, a situation that Colorado could get done. They did. That's and then the Colorado State game's a rivalry that was a lot of animosity, which I loved, and I thought that was a great game. Um, now, here's my thing, and I'll let you say it again. Here's my point to this point. Oregon exposed them, I believe, like they would have week one if Colorado would have played them. I'm so happy Colorado did not play Oregon, SC, and fucking Utah to start the season or whatever. Yeah, we, yeah. we wouldn't be talking about uh, Colorado like we are. No kidding. <laughs> so – I believe that now, Big Smitty or Matt, without Hunter, w- without the o- the O line being who they are, I believe the the better D lines like SC, Oregon, Washington, Utah are going to now put that in the book. They're going to start scheming it, and then they're going to just be like, "Look, we could do this, this, and this." They don't run the football. They don't design run the football, so we're going to pin our ears back. And I think it's seen now, and that's the problem they're facing. And I think this is the number one – and I said all that to say this. Uh, this is where it gets tough because this is where the hiccups and the bumps in the road are going to happen at Colorado. And Prime's going to have to make sure that he gets hunkered down with them and make sure they understand we're going to have some fucking trials and tribulations before the sun comes out. That's what it is in football. That's what it is, especially when rebuilding a program. And this is probably that time. And look, they they were they're over under this year was three and a half wins and they're three and one. So success. I mean, shit. Let's be real. What he's done, what Coach Prime has done, his staff's done. The the players that they have coming in this weekend. I was on. I go to do DNVR buffs, which is DNVR in, in Denver. If you don't know what DNVR is, everybody go check it out on YouTube and on all the social platforms. They fucking rock. Uh, I've I've been associated with them forever. Um, but I was down there doing DMVR bus yesterday and they do such a great job covering CU. And, you know, just thinking about the SC game and the opportunity, you know, it's my shirt right now says, pray for peace, prepare for war. And I don't just think like that. That's like the way I live. I pray for peace. I want everything to be nice, but I'm ready for fucking wartime. The minute it pops. The minute it's on, I don't need to get ready. I don't need. I need about five minutes, mm. and it, I'm ready to rock. Now, the mindset last week in in Eugene in Oxen that was not the mindset. That was Oregon's mindset. They were like, "Fuck it, pull the pin, let's go." Colorado got hit in the mouth and they got humbled, and that's a good thing. It forces them to go back to the drawing board and look at themselves and go, 
can we really not run the ball or are we not scheming to run? Because I watched them against TCU line up in like jumbo with a fucking defensive lineman in the backfield and ISO a Mike linebacker and make a hole you could drive a goddamn semi-truck through. So they can do it. They've got big people, um, but they have to commit to it. And I, I personally think, look, it's either really, really easy for you to run the ball out of spread because you have an incredibly fast twitch four or five quarterback that can zone read that motherfucker and manipulate the defensive band and hold the linebacker and it opens up seams. But Shador is not, he doesn't have the same fleet of foot that Shiloh has. You know, he's, not a, he's not a read option QB. No, he's a, he's a pocket passer. He does a really good job of moving in the pocket. His feet are great, but he's not going to give you the zone read shit that Caleb Williams is going to give you. So if that's the case, then maybe you have to go a little bit more pro set and pro formation and come out of 13 and 22 and 23 and just line up and play bully ball. And then the other thing that that does is three yards as you go in the first quarter turns into four yards in the second quarter, turns into six yards in the second half, turns into big plays and chunks. And then also the time of possession here. Last week, Oregon controlled the ball the entire fucking game because they were on the field the entire fucking game. They were just piping the ball for 12 yards carry. Now, I don't think Colorado can do that to SC. I also don't think SC can do that to Colorado. They're not the same as Oregon. But the the two teams that are worse against the run in the Pac-12 are SC and CU. They're terrible. So both of them have the opportunity to get right this weekend. The one that does will win. If you can control the time of possession in this game, if the Buffs have more minutes of ball control, they win. I truly believe that because it will limit possessions for SC and turnovers and ball control in this game are the two most important things by far. And then the opportunity to make a play. And this is what I mean. The same way I say earning the right to rush the passer on first and second down. Well, damn it. I want to earn the right to rush the passer in the fourth quarter. And if we are up or we're even and they have to make plays and I know I can put my hand in the dirt and go rush the passer and I don't have to worry about shit other than screen and draw. That's just my game. So I, I, Man, I, talk, I talked to somebody. Uh, you got to dictate to SC in order for, for CU to have a chance. I, I talked to somebody at Arizona State, um, somebody I know really well. Um, and I'm not going to say who they are. But I have Man, to they play their balls off, by the way. ASU, they're our next opponent. And that's going to be a tough game, too. They are not, there's no punks down there. Dylan Shaw's got them right. Well, Dillingham, what he does is he. Dillingham, sorry. Yeah, what he does is. He knows he's out man and out gun. So what he did against SC is what he did about 27 trick plays, two onside kicks, and he kept him in the game. And that's what you have to do when you're out man. But he told me something that I saw and I've seen as a coach. And I, I want you to see, uh, hear this one. SC, if you watch them play over the, and if you watch Lincoln Riley led teams, Oklahoma, USC, if you've watched them ever, they do not have a defense of fundamental, um, I guess, backing. What I mean by that as a coach is they are doing their job. Out of 22 personnel, you have a base front to pop into on defense that you can check into right now and defend 22. If I jump out into 12, you have a base front that we check into. If we go empty, this is our check to empty. Everyone has to have an empty check. If we are 21, oh, fuck it, let's jump into bear. If we are whatever it may be, whatever your defensive uh, package is to get, jump into base and defend any personnel group, any formation, SC don't have it, dog. And they have never had it. 
And that's why Arizona State, if you notice, because Matt knows better than anyone, if we know how to defend one thing, we know how to defend all things. And that means if we go into 10 personnel and we go to empty and a motion, we have a check. If we're in 12 and we go to 22, we have a check. Well, if you notice, SC struggle with six trick plays against Arizona State just by a simple motion or a movement, and they have no check. They don't know where to go from point A to point B. SC struggles. Lincoln Riley struggles. Whoever he hires on defense, I don't know if that's all they do is practice offense. I don't know, but it's definitely evident. So Colorado can hit them big. And I'm not talking to Sean Lewis and saying, hey, Sean, jump into 12 personnel, change your philosophy. Sean's a great OC. I know for a fact. The issue is what Matt's saying, and I, I kind of agree. Sometimes you got to use the personnel to your advantage, and yeah. you don't have the back. You don't have the run game out of 10 personnel. You can't block the edge. You need to create one. You need to probably create another gap and create get in. Yeah. Thank you, coach. Thank fuck yes, man. Create the gap. Don't That's all I would do. I'm creating yeah. a gap. I fuck. mean, they can create too. They can go like tight end truck and bring an extra fucking lineman on the field and then put another tight end and a heavy player. And yep. you can run gang left and scissor that motherfucker and turn it into like bootleg city with Shador and get him on the edge. And look, no one's telling Coach Lewis how to do his job or Coach OB. They know what they're doing, man. Obviously. The three and one, and they're rolling. But that look, everybody's got to improve. The, yeah. the only the only teams that are any good are the ones that are self scouting. If you don't self scout constantly and try and take, a, if you can't look at yourself and go, "This is what I'm doing wrong," and they, I know the defense can see this shit if I can see it, because usually the person that's involved is the most blind to what's going on. You always need another set of eyes, just like you always need another voice. You feel me? So. Like, look, I I personally think, and, and Schmitty, you can elaborate on this, being, you know, fresh out of playing, but sometimes the best player on the field from a physical standpoint isn't the smartest guy because he yeah. doesn't have to, like, always do the mental prep in order to dominate, right? So I think what I think I see out of SC a lot is when they're just better athletically than a team, they win. But when they have to line up and fundamentally play Utah or Washington or they have to fundamentally line up against, you know, fucking whoever, Tulane yeah. last year who was really physical at the point of attack, could run the football, they got moved and they got seamed and they got fucked up because they're so used to just being athletic. I mean, elaborate on that a little bit, D. No, I, I agree with that 100% because what you're doing now, you're almost evening the playing field because, yeah, we know these guys are better, you know, athletes than we are, but when you make them think they have to slow down because they're not used to what's going on, when they slow down, now it's kind of closer to being an even playing field. So that's 100% right. You have to put together some type of scheme that gives you gives you the advantage and 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 causes them to think more than just react. The more free the SC can play, the better they will play. So I agree with you guys a thousand percent. Another thing as well, uh, in terms of, switch up the personnel, running the ball more. What that does from a defensive line perspective is it makes me a little bit more hesitant. I'm thinking I'm thinking run first now. So I'm not thinking just go out there, go pass rush, get loose. So even when it is a passing situation, I might not get off the ball the exact same way because I've done that a couple times earlier in the game and I got reach blocked or I got, you know, situations have happened where I was in, in the wrong gap. So now I'm hesitant and that gives your door more time to get the ball out. So I agree with you guys a thousand percent. Hey, Matt, so Matt, listen, Matt. Yeah, what's up? Ten personnel. We can't block the front as is. This is probably a basic easy front, whatever you want to call it. 
over to the to the back. We're gonna set the where's the to where's the field? Is the field left or right? Okay. So let's just say they're over here to the back. They're gonna set the three to the back instead of away. I would set them away from the back, but that's a different story. Now explain the difference if I go like this. What does it do? Oh, giving me angle and opportunity. Exactly. Oh, shit. Well, I can do different things. It creates a gap. Even if you want to tough me, go ahead and tough me. I'm okay there. Now yeah. I've got a front run game side over here. Like, I don't understand. We got to get and create another gap if I'm Colorado, and I can still be an 11 personnel mat and do a lot of spread things. Well, so, think, about, so, think about this too, guys. And, Coach, you'll, you'll agree with this. I know you will. But, like, the Rams, specifically with Cooper Cup, they constantly, and Edelman with the Patriots and so many other blocking receivers, but mainly those two off the top of my head that I can remember, they line up in 11 personnel constantly and motion him in, like, between the tackle and tight end and fucking seam linebackers knowing that they're all fucking coverage players these days. So if you have a receiver that's an ass kicker that can go get his fucking hands dirty – then you may be able to have an advantage there too. But what 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 coach is saying is so true is if you line up in 10 and you're two by two and you're symmetrical, the defense is just going to line up and shell and hit you with the symmetrical look themselves. And then, but if you go to 11 personnel or even 12 and you run 12 personnel and tight and heavy and you've got a scissor player that can rock back away from the motion of the offensive line, it first, first of all, in 10 personnel, it's almost impossible to get a double team on the three technique because you don't have numbers. Right. You have to zone read the, you have to leave the end completely unblocked if you double team the three technique, which sucks. Right. I would, I would induce the five technique or, or nine technique in this way. If you line up in 11 personnel and you put the tight end front side to the field and you put the back either in pistol behind the quarterback or, or away. So we can cross key. We can run one back power right, which is Sarah. I can walk up and check that and go, hey, Sarah, 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 Sarah on pink, pink. And then I can go white knight and hut and get him to jump and show because pink's a dead call, right? So when I get and flex my voice and they walk in and show me they're about to bait, all right, well, if it's second and two and we're in a 12 person and we're ball and they on the on the voice then i'm gonna go easy 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 and i'm gonna go fucking shot time because that's a waste down second and two i know i can get two yards on third down so fuck it we're going over top so let's see if we can just induce them with our voice that's number one number two if they don't bite all right after the pink call after you get the reset hey, easy 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 and you go hey uh check tuesday 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 and that gives everybody time to make their calls so now we're gonna deuce heavy on the fucking the three technique, we're going to smash this son of a bitch and move him at least three yards vertically so we can climb to the linebacker who's going to be playing over the top. Now, keep in mind, too, if we go three by one, the linebackers are going to walk. The front side will is going to walk outside to leverage the tight end, and the other linebacker is going to walk over in the A-gap for the three technique, which makes a perfect fucking deuce block. We're going to cat call back on the one technique or the three technique if they're an even. We're going to hinge the other technique. We're going to fucking pull the right guard and we're going to influence the nine technique this way. We're going to smash the deuce heavy, the influence tight end. We're either going to release him outside if we want to hit the shoulder. We're going to release him inside if we want to get the linebacker. So we'll do a Rico pull. So when he pulls, 
I'm going to hit color. So when the nine technique, when the tight end goes to reach the nine and the nine plays him, the tight end's going to engage. And the same way a defensive lineman sheds to get to the quarterback, I'm going to have the tight end strike and shed and climb to the will linebacker. And right when he sheds, the pulling guard is going to fucking smash his ass. He goes from being engaged, 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 eyes, pop, and you hit him right in the fucking teeth. And then the back and all the timing is perfect, so it seems ball to the stomach. He takes the ball right when the guard pulls or right when he clears the gap. The back hits the guard's ass, and we hit the fucking goalpost with our forehead. Sing the fight song. Everybody's good. We got hey, go to nine nine hundred people in here. Eight hundred ninety-eight of them don't know shit what you just said, but you yeah, know well, what? Yeah, the two that yeah. do just had a fucking orgasm in their ear. Hey, I love that shit though. We need more of this shit. I like. I love a football <laughs> breakdown. Go to the whiteboard. Visualize it. Everything I just said. There's a term to everything I just said. Deuce heavy. Rico. Sally. Sarah. Gang. Squeeze. Mike. Like what? Ask this question real quick. To the chat. First thing you get, tell me, what does Mike linebacker mean? Don't you two don't answer. What do you think the chat says? We got some coaches in here though, so there's. Yeah, I know, but I, they might be wrong too. And and this is my opinion. I'm not saying you're wrong. Well, it's the same thing when I ask coaches to tell me the difference between quarters and cover two. They don't. They don't fucking know. It's Mike. The Mike linebacker is the most dangerous second level defender, not the middle. How the fuck do you get the middle of a line? Also, guess who was my number one. Guess who was my best player on defense? My Mike. 100%. He Usually it is. Quarterback. And he better be because he ain't going to take on – he's going to take on the double. He but, better but, get through but, it. It's the captain of the defense. Mike is the linebacker, though, because, again, it's the most dangerous. So, like, it could be your nickel if you stack three by two. But like, I do agree that you're a middle linebacker. The guy who never comes off the field. That's yeah. – back in the day, we could identify because there was true Sam Mike Will – like right. you can you can identify that like you know raise the, the mic. Mike was two fifty five. Right, six three two fifty. Levon Kirkland out there looking fucking a hoagie short of three twenty playing Mike linebacker. Half of that shit. But like it, it, that guy, your middle linebacker. Like we were talking about Atlanta. Nate Landman was undrafted down there, and now he's starting for him at Mike the 50, 53. and he'll start for him for fifteen years. That's a bad motherfucker. But he's the kind of guy that you have to, like, build around. You have to go find that cat. The Broncos have Singleton. You know, the the you know the, the, uh, the Niners have Fred Warner, who is like a missile. Like, the Seahawks had Bobby Wagner forever. Like, if you can the, – the, the Ravens have Raekwon Smith. Man, I watched that, that cut-up of him and Ray Lewis doing their film breakdown. Did you see that shit? Yeah, I did. Dude, Raekwon is a fucking – Bad man. By the way, on Tuesday, Patrick Queen, the other backer with him, is coming on the show Tuesday. I'm just getting ready to say that's also a bad motherfucker. Those two together are like, they are ruthlessly good. So, Pat Queen's been on twice before. He's going to be on the show Tuesday. Your boy, Darius Leonard, with the Colts, when he's healthy, he is one of the best playmaking linebackers in football. So, look, man, CJ Mosley, my boy for, for the Jets, he's a fucking monster. So I just I love that position. I, it's something that I obviously couldn't do because I was a grunt lineman, but I always respected the the linebackers, the second level guys that would run and they got to cover and they got to tackle and they got to like that's a that's a do it all position. And usually those cats are also extremely passionate and they're Urlachers and Zach Thomases and shit. Like 
Yeah. They're just dudes like when you walk onto the field as an, as an offensive lineman, you walk out and you go, long day. Here we go. I better bring my fucking lunch pail or this dude's going to embarrass me. And then as a defensive lineman, you know that when you have a cat like that behind you, like when, when I was with the Jets and Jonathan Belmo with 51 was in the A-gap behind me, I didn't really worry about a whole lot of shit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all I got to do is my job and 51's going to eat everyone over here. So we're good. <laughs> hey, um, Matt, before you leave, let's get into some uh, picks real quick. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, first of all, I want to ask you one question. My, our boy, our doctor that's on our show every Tuesday, uh, Dr. Jesse Morris, he said, Brees Hall is fed up. This is a tweet he just posted um, with the quarterback situation, and he's showing it by liking responses to all my tweets. So Dr. Jesse Morris is putting out some tweets. He wrote a tweet. He said, uh, through three weeks, here's the two stud running back stats who are coming off ACL reconstructive surgeries. Um, and then he posted the stats of both Cook and Brees Hall. Combined 26 rushing attempts in three weeks, 154 rushing yards, 5.9 yards per carry. But if we move big runs, they're 25 for actual 71 yards, two yards a carry. Six targets, two catches, 29 yards, zero touchdowns. Brees Hall liked the tweet. And then he said, he also said, he said, I would argue the Wilson situation is a significantly more of a factor than the knee. Bad teams get the box stacked on him. And Brees Hall liked that as well. That's so all true. He's not fed up with the quarter. He's he's most likely fed up with the quarterback situation. And there, here's the thing: Zach Wilson's being shredded by the media, fans, his yeah, own because he's terrible. Like his own teammates now. Like, where is the Mormon Milf Hunter go from here? Well, to the bench, and he needs to go immediately. If they keep playing him, they're going to lose the team. Like, bro, Coach Sala, please. Please, brother, please. Your team is really good, and they are so super fucking distraught right now because they lost A-Rod, and, and you're rolling with a guy who's literally taking them to the pit of hell. He can't do it. You, you can like him all you want, but you're almost doing the kid a disservice wheeling him out there every week and expecting him to change his stripes. It's not going to happen. Who do they even play this week? The Chiefs. Oh, fuck. It's Sunday night, huh? So I think I think this might oh. be his last game starting, Matt. Like, yeah, I, I, mean, I, 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 I think he's going to get bitched at halftime. I don't see how he can keep playing. So, look, if it takes an evisceration by Kansas City on Sunday night football in order for this to hit rock bottom, I could have sworn rock bottom was when Aaron's uh, – Achilles snap, but that's just me. I work with McGovern and Billy Turner, and I know a bunch of guys on this team, and they are not happy. But they're more – it's like the stages of grief with the Jets right now. They're they're a little confused on what's going on, in my opinion. Like, if you're going to say that every position on the field is, is a competition, which is what's called solid breaches, and we know that A-Rock came in and he takes that job, but the minute he's hurting out – doesn't that become an open competition position? Why does Wilson just get the job if he's this bad? And also, you saw Joe Flacco last year win two or three games with this team at the beginning of the season. They beat Cleveland on the road. They went, I mean, Wilson helped them win in Green Bay last year with Sauce Gardner balling. It's not like the kid can't win, but right now he's in his own head so bad that he can't function. And the media in New York is no joke. Those they will grind you up and spit you out quick uh you know 
Hey, breaking news, uh, Big Smitty, Matt. Next Friday, we have Erlacher and Michael Lombardi on the show. Shit. Uh, okay. Lombardi's been on before. Um, I saw D. Jones actually just talking about Lombardi, and I just wanted to say he'll be on the show next Friday. Um, he's a good dude. Right. We talk a lot. He's on McAfee every day now, I believe, and he's on his own show. Um, plus, he's had two sons as offensive coordinators in the NFL. He's been a GM, of course. Yeah, well, so one, of them, one of the Lombardis is here as the, as the OC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he was the Chargers last year, I believe. Um, all right, Ethan's getting something. Right. Matt, Ethan's going to get a video for you. Cool. It's an all-time record right now in this year in NFL, uh, quarterbacks being sacked. And I've come out and said this is the reason. We want to get your take on this before you get out of here. Jeff Nadeau is joining us here in a minute to give us his picks of the week. I got to ask you, um, I say it's the continuity of the O-line. I say it is the straight-up C-ball, hit-ball mentality that D defenses have now. We're putting, we have great pass rushers now uh, as edge guys. Defenses have gotten lighter athletically, meaning body types, obviously, across the board. Offensive linemen have not got lighter. Um, we have injuries that are occurring where we're putting guards at tackle. Uh, if you really want to look through this whole thing, tackles are just in nature long athletic long arm long small calves who can kick get vertical sets um be nasty matt's laughing because he knows guards are playing tackle right now guards are fucking playing tackle and we're getting liberated why what is your take on why quarterbacks are getting sacked at an all-time high well a lot of what you just said is 100 true i also think that we're passing the ball more than ever, so that's going to lead yeah. to more sacks. Yeah. The lack of the ability to practice correctly and, like, play the ET games and the Tango games and the TEs and actually go do one-on-one -on -one reps and practice and get better at what you're struggling with, that doesn't happen. They're not lining up on Wednesdays and doing full pad or full speed one-on-ones these days. So that that's another reason. And then also, like, let's be real, it's a pretty hard job. And so these defense players are pretty fucking good. And the quarterbacks, a lot of them don't understand what a side adjustment is, and they don't know that's how to get rid of the ball. And we can't throw the fucking ball away, and we can't throw the ball to the goddamn back and out of the backfield to just get rid of it. And we have no idea where the check down is, and we don't understand where the squeeze gap is and why they're baiting it to drop into the flat or whatever. Like, in my opinion, if they're going to blitz us, awesome. Please fucking blitz us so I can be educated, pick that shit up, and chop you up. We will march right down the fucking field. I'll look at you and go, that was a nice blitz package. Do you have anything else you want us to chop up? I mean, I'm telling you, man, if, if your quarterback and your offensive line are together from a mental perspective, you will chop people the fuck up if they blitz you. On the other hand... If you have no idea what you're doing, and every time somebody walks into a gap, you shit your pants, and you can't tell the difference between, you know, like a fence look or a shell look, and you can't read the writing on the wall when we go 10 two by two and they put three guys over here and stack a nickel, and then they've got a five technique, one technique, three technique, and there's an open B gap because they're about to pinch the fucking five technique and bring the nickel and then man coverage here and roll over the top. It's not that difficult if you just can see it and i think one of the massive problems in the nfl these days 
and it's been a problem. It's not like there weren't stupid people when I played too. I, I, I had to really study to learn all of this, but that's my point is like, I actually did. I studied and learned it. So as a quarterback, I ask this question constantly, coach don't answer D who's responsible for the protection of the quarterback. The quarterback. The quarterback. Thank you, my friend. Now I know you played football. That's the correct answer. Thank you very much. People who say the offensive line, I look at them and go, man. It's like when I say to the defensive players, what's your job? Is it to beat the offensive lineman or hit the quarterback? Hit the quarterback. Quarterback. Hit the running back. Hit the quarterback. <laughs> Whose job is it to block the defensive lineman? The offensive line. If you let if your job is your job is to read your key. But your job is also to make this guy look stupid and not let him put his hands on you. So if the goal is that ball carrier or the quarterback repeatedly and just keep doing it, I'm not really worried about the wall that's in front of me. I'll get over it or through it or under it or around it however I have to. If I'm only worried about playing the offensive lineman, I'm probably an offensive lineman. Mm. I got to end this on this take because I'm starting to get pissed off because I'm seeing these people, these casuals, and and I love Chase Sr. Chase Sr. has been on the show forever. Chase Chase Sr. posted something. Uh, Jack Del Rio kind of went on a rant, and he said, I do not like the Eagles quarterback sneak. Not that it's – not that because they don't run – they run it better than everybody else, which they do, but it is a rugby-style play. Matt, you played both sides of the line. You played O-line, D-line. Here's my take on it, and you can either argue with me or agree. This is the deal. I'm, I'm, I think there's going to be a catastrophic injury that's going to occur eventually if we continue to do it, number one. I don't want to see that. Number two, if we cannot hurdle a center and block a PAT or a field goal, and if we cannot high-low a D lineman as an O lineman, then why can Kelsey fucking high-low the nose and cut his ass down and why the fuck is that not being called? And why is there a flag when he hit the quarterback low then? Because D linemen don't matter at all. I'm an offensive guy. But as a coach, the committee, the fucking fair value committee of the Players Association, the NFL said, this is, has to be across the board even. It ain't even. It ain't even, dog. Travis Kelsey, if you watch, straight nose dives and hits your fucking ass in the nose. And the guard high lows this nose guard every time they run that play. And if you spear the QB by jumping over the pile, it's a flag. Now, how the fuck is that fair? I just want to know. Uh, it's not. I mean, the, the play is unstoppable, but I find it amazing that nobody else can do it. Right. That, that's the weird thing. No I one else can do it. No, let's, stop, let's back up. It's not that they can't do it, but Matt and I both know this as a player and a coach. You either adapt or die. I agree to that statement. Mike Tomlin's made famous. Also, do you think this is not an egotistical-driven league? These guys aren't going to copycat that shit. They're going to say that they they did it. I'm, I'm just copying it. That's what I'm telling you right now. Eric Bannemi's like, I, I ain't going to do that shit. I'm copying these motherfuckers. Well, that is what it is. Somebody tried it this season. Though. I can't remember. I've seen another team try to do it. Well, I will say this. If, if they want to make it illegal, which I'm sure they will because 31 other teams are going to cry about this. I, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be illegal. It works. That's for damn sure. I'd like to see a way for them to try and stop it without having to change the rules, but the rules are set up so you can't stop it the way I would stop it. Like, if I have the ability to take two great athletes and like 
then I can take my big people and put somebody on the center and both a gaps and both like and twos. And I can just pinch everything and then take, let's just say with the, the chargers and take Darwin James and run him five yards and then jump over the fucking center and just crush the quarterback. Then you can do the tush push. But if I, if we can't, if I can't figure out a way to do that, like Chris Sims got eviscerated for saying that because he said kill the quarterback. Can't say that. Yes, but he what he's saying is not. That's wow. a, like Paul Amal, One of Paul Amalu's most famous plays ever is jumping over the line of scrimmage and tackling the quarterback. Exactly what we're talking about. Perfect timing. Yeah. Lamar Arrington in college jumped over Leap. the goddamn Lamar guy. Lamar Leap Arrington. He made it. That's my guy. Like yeah. He like went into like he jumped. Went into his knees and went back out. It's still. Hey, Matt, I want you guys to hear what he had to say. I want you. To, I want to hear, air this before Matt gets out of here, so we could dive into what he's saying, so we can talk to the chat about exactly what he's actually saying. So here the we go. Running backs coming behind him, yeah. kind of pushing Jalen forward. The it's push, a, yeah, the push yeah, play. The tush push, yes. Uh, just kind of curious, your thoughts on it? If you think it's legal or or, or how it should be handled? Well, it's not being. Uh, officiated as illegal, so we just have to prepare for it. I mean, that's. I I would personally like to see it eliminated, not just because they run it better than anybody, although they do run it better than anybody, but um, I I I don't think that's a football play. I think it's a a nice rugby play, and um, it's not what we're looking for in football. But until it's outlawed, uh, we'll prepare for it and get ready to you know, do our best to stop it. So he didn't really talk shit because he's going to be professional because he's already on the hot seat himself. But let's be honest, it's not a football play. I've been saying it for two years. Sean Salisbury and I hate the play. It's one It's one back snap away from fucking just getting somebody fucking sued like Roger Goodell. Because as soon as Jalen Hurts gets his fucking knees snapped and his back breaks, everyone's going to be like, oh, man, whoa. That is all it's going to take, Matt, and you know it, and I know it. Well, I, I, I wish that this – I would like to see the quarterback sneak eliminated completely and just you have, to, you have to give it to the fullback or the back. Like, I, the quarterback shouldn't be – like, I understand that that's going to piss people off, but if we're going to talk about you can't tush push, then you might as well just get rid of the quarterback sneak. Actually, yeah. What are we talking about? I'm not saying that I'm advocating for it. I would rather keep quarterback sneak, but if this is what we're talking about, then just get rid of all the shit. And if quarterback wants to run, then put him in the pistol, and that's how he has to get the first down. You snap the ball, and then he has to run the ball. Like, we can eliminate kickoff fucking returns from, from starting a game, but we can't. Sucks, by the way, man, do you know, how much fun it was? you know how much fun it was to run down on kickoff? And you know how much fucking fun the wedge was? I know that there's bitch boys out here. They're like, oh, my head hurts because of the wedge. Yeah, man, it hurt. But hey, it man, can we, mandate, awesome. can we mandate that the game begins with a fucking return? Because how fucking excited is the Super Bowl when everybody's flashing their phones in the Super Bowl at a one time, which is the number one pitcher ever taken in the Super Bowl game, and then we kick it off and everybody stands up, and then the fucking guys send the return man like this. Yeah. You Imagine if Devin Hester played today. You. He wouldn't be able to. to he wouldn't even know that Hester was there. 
fucking fair catching the ball at the 10-yard line and all this pussy-ass shit. Can we turn the ball? Look, when Devin Hester – I love Tony Junji for that reason. Like, he's yeah, exactly. We're kicking it to him. Fuck it. I, I have so much respect, even though it didn't work. I had so yeah. much respect for Tony when he did it because I thought it was just such a ballsy move. And yeah. Devin was like, okay, kick me the fucking ball. And when he took – I remember that – what was that, 2000 and – 2006, it was the 07 06-07 year, yeah, in Miami. And it was raining and, like, Ooh. all fucking flashes were going off. And Hester caught that ball and he just went, boop, and was gone. And as, as a coach fan, Matt, I was like, oh, no, oh, we finally yeah. get here and this shit is happening. No. <laughs> but, like, that that's kind of my point is – your with the rule changes and how they're mandating the toughness out of the the game for the quarterback and so many of the skill players, where it's just the the rules have set you up up to be soft. And I apologize, but I'm used to tough ass like ass kicking like skill players and quarterbacks, and it, it just it. I wonder how many of these guys. I wonder how many of these guys are really tough sons of bitches and they can't prove it. And I wonder how many of these guys that say they're tough are really just soft as fucking butter and they can't get hit. So we'll never know. So that that's number one. And then number two, when you eliminate special teams plays, when you eliminate kickoff return and you eliminate the kickoff, you eliminate guys that literally made their money in this league by just doing that job. And that's why some of the pra- that's why practices are so shitty these days. You don't have scout team guys that just play special teams that are going to go out there and give a look that have to do that job. That it's why like reserves these days in the NFL. It, in my opinion, some of the backups are just guys like they didn't cut their teeth on special teams at all. They have no experience when they get out there. They have nothing really to fall back on. So if you can't play linebacker at an elite level, you can't be on the team at all. So like one of the things about the Patriots I respect so much is their ability to identify just specific special teams players. Like the the kid that blocked the kick the other day is a great rugby player. That's Nate something, Nate Abba. I can't fucking remember his name, but he's a hell of a player. One, He was in the Olympics. And Matthew Slater, Jackie's kid, and if you don't know who Jackie Slater is, shame on you. Uh, but Matthew Slater, Jackie's kid. with his house when it's a rookie year for the Rams, by the way. That's a bad motherfucker right there. Uh, Matthew Slater. Colton Juco, by the way. Bro, he has three receptions in his career, and he's played for 16 fucking years. And they're going to put him on the wall. They're going to put him on the ring of fame in, in New England. He's like the one of the best special teams players in the history of special teams players. And that, like, I grew up in an era where Larry Izzo and Matt Chatham and fucking Matthew Slater and just there were specific players with Keith Burns. If you remember Keith Burns from the Broncos, just an unbelievable special teams player. Like, every team had three or four guys on their roster that were just there to make your life a living hell in a special teams perspective. And now that's kind of gone from the National Football League, and that, that sucks. Matt, as always. Um, happy Friday, boys. Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday. What a fucking week, huh? Man, one hell of oh, a yeah. week. Hey, what a week. I'm going to uh, send this to Ethan. Um, hey, everybody. Go check out 60equipment.com. Use the promo code Washington78. Support Savion Washington up in Boulder and get yourself a couple body bags. Um, it, you know, that that is it's 
the business is going really good and we really, really, really appreciate everybody. Uh, if you go also, if you want to get some gear, uh, I'm going to send coach the link for next week so we can put it up, but it's just the, uh, like a Shopify. It's the six zero Shopify. If you just go on shop, type, type it in. It's on all my social media platforms. It's on TikTok. You can get yourself some t-shirts and some swaggy gear. Uh, and then you can try and look as good as me. It's going to be tough, but you can try. Hey, much love, Matt. I hope uh, Colorado shows up and does well, and uh, we'll see how it ends up on Monday. We'll have something to talk about either way. So much love to you. You guys have a great weekend, and, uh, man, what a fucking week of shows, and go bust, baby. All right, brother. Peace. 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 Hey, uh, Jeff's here. Uh, We're going to get – he has a video he wants to show. We're going to bring him in. We're going to get his picks of the week. It's free game Friday, everybody. We got a new commercial also. We're going to take a three-minute break. I'll come back and beat Smitty back, of course. And then uh, Jeff and I and Big Smitty will get after some picks of the week, college and pro. And uh, we got a, it's a, we got three minutes and 58 seconds, Big Smitty. So I don't know if you can handle that, but we got a new commercial, and I got to take a piss, and I got to get some coffee. We'll be back in four minutes. Peace. The, the, change, the game don't change for me. I'm a, I'm, I live in the trench, and I always have. So yeah. the only thing that I can't do really is high low. So it what it since I have this problem all the time. We talk about it all the time. Why is my brain and neck and shoulders not as important as the skill players? And then why are they what what is with the pussification of the skill players? But then we glorify the physicality of the big guys. Why do we have this double standard in the National Football League where it's like a triple standard? You have rules for the quarterback where he's like treated like a punter. If you touch him or blow on him, he falls over. I wonder how quarterbacks feel about them being called punters. You have rules for the skill players. Like the running back can't lower his head to use it as a weapon, and neither can the safety, but the guard can, and the fullback can, ISOing a mic. So the it's impossible to abide by all these rules because, number one, I don't think the players know all of them, and they're always changing the fucking goalposts. They're moving the goalposts all over the damn field. You wonder and, why we're not wrapping up anymore, Matt? We're just fucking throwing our head in there? Well, that that's the thing is they, instead of trying to tackle people, are not trying to shoulder lead and blow people up. And in my opinion, a good that that tackle that Leonard threw on the pressure is like perfect. Face perfect. up, head back, into the quarterback's chest, wrap him, put him into the ground, but don't. Like lift him and drive yeah, him. Yeah, he, he didn't well, lift him and about. jump. He didn't do nothing yeah, extra. This was a bang bang play. He could do that. Like that was But he didn't do that. Here's, Eric Weddle. Here's what Weddle said, and Matt, you understand. When you change the rules where you can't hit above the waist, we as DBs automatically go low, so we won't get fined. And then what happens is Nick Chubb loses his career. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever play again. So, I got a little breaking news I want to ask you. Yes, sir. Lincoln Riley at USC right here in the backyard. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but basically he people are calling him a communist dictator. He restricted the free press. Uh, uh, Orange County Register reporter named Luca Evans restricted uh, him from an article that he wrote last Thursday about Quentin Joyner. Um, USC is a private institution, receives federal funding, and Riley acted as an employee of the university, according to quote-unquote. Riley might be the quarterback whisperer, 
and be able to stifle defenses with his passing game. But USC should not let Riley anywhere near the law school or the journalism school. This is an article I'm reading you. He violated the very spirit of what the Constitution was intended to provide, a free and undisturbed press. Um, so basically, he stopped this guy from coming on campus and writing articles about USC football. Um, unprecedented, by the way. Unprecedented. Um, the reporter was reinstated early yesterday, Smitty, and was given back his privilege of covering the Trojans, a beat that he was just getting used to after covering preps at the L.A. Times high school level. So interesting. I wonder. I, I would. I would want to know why he would want to uh, restrict him. I, I, my assumption would be this cat must have been writing some things about Lincoln Riley or the team that you know he doesn't like. Or that was Pete, distracting Pete, or something. Carroll did it a lot, Big Smitty. Pete Carroll did it a lot because of the fact that back in the day, Pete Carroll wouldn't didn't want you to know about personnel. He didn't want you to know about certain things. Mm. I I'm back. I'm back. I'm white. Smitty's black. I'm white. Smitty's black. I'm back. Big Jeff Nadu's in the building. Jeff, let me let me eliminate Smitty because he's always late. And then let's make it a Jeff Nadu show once again. Why everything I be race related? Number one, number two, the commercial was still going on my end. You came back and stopped the commercial before the full four minutes was over with. What's going on, Jeff? Man, you looking good, my guy. He's right. He he's right. You just knocked the commercial off early. He always does that. Like he's looking you guys the commercial the all the way age. through. It's like whenever he comes back, he just jumps in. You guys are in the same age bracket, so that's why you guys always agree, which is cool. I like being an underdog. That's um, not how you do it. Like, right. In, in right TV, right, you don't cut the ad sponsor halfway through. You let it play all the way through, then you come back. Bro, if I – yeah, exactly. Like, what's wrong? What's, what's I, yeah, it's not a good do? age. If, 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 if you were, you know, however old Darnell is, I'd – 29. 29 years old. I turned 30 in January. January 19th, yeah. I turned 30. We're throwing <laughs> a big-ass party at JV's house. It's been that long. What do you mean? Since I nutted you out? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm using your house, though, uh, in January. I'm letting you know now. I'm renting your house out for, like, just fucking eight hours. I'm throwing a big-ass fucking party. You can stay there if you want to, JB, but I'm renting your house. I'll pay you some bread. But I'm using your house. I'm throwing a big-ass party. We're gonna get a, we're gonna get a, I'm using the hot tub and all that shit cleaned out. So I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> you can laugh. Hey, uh, Kelly... Uh, re reiterate, Kelly is real. That is a real picture. Um, very beautiful. Hey, I like that Whoa. picture. Hey, Kelly, follow me on Instagram, Kelly, because it looks like you do some modeling. I'm not for sure because JB, uh, he won't wait tell up. me cool things. Wait, wait, hold on. Clothing brand. I might have you put on some LFT clothing brand. So let's discuss. Well, hold on a second. I got to address something. One, Josh Felly says Nate always comes through the fresh lineup. This is Friday. I got to go get a new one today. It's been a week and it's still fresh. Shout out to what was her name? What was that girl's name? Kelly. Man, that's really her picture. Yeah, yeah. I know Kelly. That's not a real name, by the way, but she doesn't want to be noticed. Um, yeah, wow. that's her picture. Wow. Hey, my, my hair couldn't even eat fresh either. My shit still look good. Now you she guys know you give you're giving off Mark Davis vibes. That's a nice hairline as well. Uh Smitty. I'm just kidding. Hey, look, that, and I, I got I got two dits in my head. Somebody knows so like later on in my life. So like it takes a real particular barber to like really do my line because it's it's, it's difficult. Like 
Because sometimes you might look at like, damn, Smitty, is your line crooked? No, my line's not crooked at all. I have literal, if you put your finger down my head like this, I have like two fucking dents. I don't, I was born that way. I don't know if my grandmother molded my head and that's what happened. But right here, it's like, eh. Are, Are you just balding? Are you just balding then? Am I balding? I mean, I don't. I, uh, I'm very particular on that. I got a Puerto Rican barber, so we got to okay. make sure, okay. you know. All right, Jim, let's get to brass tacks. I know you got a video you want to show. You want to oh, you want yeah. To context? Yeah, so the context is um, multiple people agreeing that Jordan or uh, Jalen Carter is one of the best linemen in the NFL already. Uh, well, of course like they are. I bet you they're Eagle fans, right? Well, they cover the Eagles. They're not fans. Oh, of course they do. They work for NBC Sports. Let's show it. Any level, I don't know if he's the best interior lineman in the league, but I he's mean, already in the conversation. You know, Where's the thing at? Aaron Donald. You picked the wrong one. He's in the top. Who's that? He's in the top few. Come on, Ethan. <laughs> Yo, hey, why do you always blame Ethan when he fucks Only up? Level. <laughs> I don't know if he's the best interior lineman in the league, but I he's mean, already in the conversation. You know, I'll still give that to Aaron Donald. He's in the top. Who's that? He's in the top few. Yeah, he he absolutely is already, and it's not even just like it's Fuck you, empty all of you. Rush. What? Who? Who are they? Who is that cat? Who are they? Yeah, who, is that? who are they? Who are those fucking idiots? They both cover the Eagles. And yeah, both- no shit. And I'm supposed to believe them? So is he better them? than Clinton Williams in New York? No. Is he better than Chris Jones in Kansas City? No. no. Is he better than Aaron Donald? No. Is no. he better than Simmons in Tennessee? They- but no, that's the thing. He no. didn't say he was better than Aaron. They didn't is say he was better, better than, than Aaron Cameron Hayward when he's healthy? No. They didn't say Aaron. Don- they didn't say he was better than Aaron Donald. They said he's in the conversation already. He's not on conversation with the greatest, arguably one of the greatest of all fucking time. Conversation is asinine. It really is. Multiple like, time defensive player of the year, Nadu. I love you, Jeff. You my guy. I but hate arguing with you, but Sitting on my side for once? Are you shitting me? Yeah, I'm a, we been we we were on the same side the other day. This is crazy. This is blasphemy. DeForest Bugner. You got Dexter Lawrence with the Giants. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of the head. Jonathan Allen with Washington. Like, like you got so many cats that just been Vita Vey. You got so many I cats that just been fixed. doing this. Javon Hargrave. Like, what are we talking about? Your guy, oh, Javon okay. Hargrave. Your guy. What's funny, if you actually listen to the rest of that video at the end, they both say he's better against the run already than Javon Hargrave. So, listen, I'm just saying. Uh, All right, now, people. Jeff, let me give you the coaching context of this that no one else on NBC will fucking say. All right? Number one, what has been the Eagles' scores in their ball games, and how is the clock being managed as far as from behind or ahead? When you play ahead on defense, it is a complete different run-stopping style, and you're pinning your ears back and defending the pass. So guess what? You probably will have run game stoppage success because you're fucking up by 21. So there's a huge difference in the games that are being played and the opponents that they're playing. Number one, he is benefiting hugely from Fletcher Cox and that entirely veteran D-line that is understanding how to win ball games, especially late, without even Jalen Hurts playing very well. That's how good O-line is for the Eagles, and that's how dominant they've been on the play on the, on the uh, time of possession. So it is huge if compared to being backed up, coming out against that defense, 
and playing in the red zone against an offense. So it is huge. But again, remember, if you went on Twitter right now to your national audience, it says, is Jalen Carter already one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL? Most people would agree with you. So it's not that crazy. We're not, again, talking about pass rushers here. We're talking about interior defensive linemen, dude. I get it, Jeff. They still have to stop the fucking run when we're passing. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just telling you. I mean, you still have to play the pass when you're fucking a run stopper as a three technique, which Jalen Carter is. So even if yeah, I pop back, but, but, but see, as usual, your fucking chat doesn't listen to any fucking thing. None of you fuckers listen to anything. Where did I say he was the best defensive lineman ever in Eagles history? I said Reggie White's better. I said Jerome Brown's better. I said multiple people were better. What the fuck do these people listen to? Seriously. The, the they don't listen. Happens. They hear. There's yeah, a huge difference. Exactly. Exactly. You said Listen. you said you said Nick Foles was the greatest Eagles quarterback. I think I don't think you said um yeah exactly. And again, that's not that crazy just because he's the one of the he's the only quarterback that won a Super Bowl in the season in the team's history. Which that's why most people put him number one. Is he actually truly the most talented quarterback? Of course not. But he won a Super Bowl, and Eagles fans will always put him at the top. I don't want to re-say this. I'm just saying. And look. I didn't say he was number one defensive tackle. I said he's among the best already. And all you fucking – he thinks he's better than Donald. Nowhere did I say he was better than Donald. In all fairness, Jeff, I, I do think he's talented enough to be that, to be like – one. you know what I'm saying? Like, at, if you told me in two, three years he was the best defensive tackle in the league, would I be shocked? No. So I'm not like – I'm not saying like it's that crazy. I'm just kind of with JB on the side of like, Let's pump the brakes before we like anoint guys too quickly, especially when like he's not even playing a lot of plays per game yet. They're still kind of you know choosing and picking when they put them out there, rotating things like that. So oh. I just don't want to. In three, it's, it's been what three weeks? You know, what I'm saying? yeah, three weeks. So it's like, damn, I can't. I don't want to put them in the top right now in three weeks. So that's my only knock, honestly. So yeah, but he's looking good. Yeah, again, I think he is already very talented. And as far as the other thing. Yeah, I do, and a lot of other people agree that Nick Foles is the best quarterback in Eagles history. Is he the most talented? No, that's not what we're asking here. Of course he's not. Randall Cunningham was significantly better. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are better, but in the terms of winning, that's how they view it. I'm just saying what, what fans think. That's I'm going to be honest, too. Jalen Carter could not have benefited more from being selected by the Eagles versus, let's say, Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. Or somewhere like that where he's the only guy interiorly. You know, he's benefiting great, greatly from the draft pick. Um, let me ask you something to start up some 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 static and get you to fucking fire it up. I am totally – Chase Sr. Uh, is a uh, huge Eagles guy and a 49ers guy. He covers both teams. He's, a, he's with uh, the Eagles tush-push um, quarterback sneak. John Salisbury, myself, and Big Matt, all of us are kind of against it because we don't believe it's a true football play, and it's going to be a catastrophic injury waiting to happen. Now, the reason I am against it, it's not because it's fair and unfair and, and, and being a bitch and crying about it. It's about the rules discrepancy. So this is why I break it down differently, and I just want to get your take on it because you do know this game very well. Travis Kelsey pops up, which we call an influence block. He hi he high hat. We call it high hat. He'll high hat, and then yep. he'll dive and he take out yep. of a defensive lineman in this particular play. That's what he does every snap. On the other side is if an O lineman high hats with a combination block of a guard help, 
and we high-low you, Jeff, as a nose guard, it's illegal. It's not only illegal, it's finable and flaggable. The Kelsey quarterback sneak play is not finable, it's not flagged, and it is allowed. So it's a completely hypocrisy of the NFL Rules Committee for, and, and Garage Goodell, number one. Number two, you cannot hit the quarterback low at all. Um, but we can't stop this tush-push by jumping over the center when it comes to PAT, field goal block, or, in instance, this particular play. So it is a rugby play, and I don't know if you've heard this. Uh, running backs coming behind him, yeah. kind of pushing Jalen forward. It's the a, push, yeah, the push yeah, play. The tush push, yes. Uh, just kind of curious your thoughts on it, if you think it's legal or, or, or how it should be handled. Well, it's not being officiated as illegal, so we just have to prepare for it. I mean, that's... I, I would personally like to see it eliminated, not just because they run it better than anybody, although they do run it better than anybody. But um, I, I, I don't think that's a football play. I think it's a, a nice rugby play. Um, right. That, there's a thing about it. It's, it's, it's not being flagged because it's not being officiated that way, but all the similar things I just discussed are being influenced and flagged. Right. And that is the issue I have. Because if we're trying to talk about protection and – you can't return a kick and kickoff return, and you can and you can hot and you can fucking fair catch it on the ten yard line, but then this play is allowed. I'm just telling you, Jeff, it's going to take one back snap from Jalen Hurts and, and a catastrophic injury that's going to occur, or Travis Kelsey gets bent over, or Jason Kelsey gets bent over wrong, and we're going to be talking about this play as a suable offense. <laughs> They're going to sue Roger Goodell. So I'm just trying to figure out what your take is on this and. Um, Del Rio, that's who that was, dead right. Here's the thing. It's legal, so the Eagles are going to do it. Okay, There's no issue in doing it. it it's completely within the, the rules. Right. Just like a lot of things. There's a lot of things we all do as people um, that, you know, are kind of unethical sometimes, but we just do them anyway, right? It is what it is. I do agree, though, that it needs to be eliminated. I, I don't – I'm not with these fans – Look, I know that I call, I came across as a fan when I said Nick Fault, whatever. But, again, in this case, to me, I agree with JB. It is a rugby play. It is something that I think will get someone hurt. Um, and I think after this year, they are going to outlaw it. Um, but I will say this. Why don't other teams do it? I, I've seen a lot of teams struggle inside the one to score the football. It's available. Go do it. I, I don't yeah, understand. I, I, mean, I, mean, I, 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 I think my coach tried it last week or two weeks ago, and then, like, they – they just couldn't execute. I don't know. It's weird. It the Eagles just got great at it for some reason. Say, and, and and this goes back to what Jason was saying about the uh, uh, you know how good Jordan Davis is because all the guys around him. They're good at this because they have a, a really elite offensive line. Right? Yes. They yes. have guys like Lane Johnson and Kelsey and you know even their young kids that are up on the Cam Jurgens is a second year player. He's already high level. I mean he's the heir apparent to, to Kelsey. So again, it all comes down to offensive lines. By the way. Someone in your chat just called me a Gen Zer. Think about that. I'm a Gen Zer because he says I don't give enough respect to Donovan McNabb, even though I just said again, do you fucking people listen? Chris Parator, you deaf fucking fucker. Listen, dumb fuck. I said he's more talented. I'm just telling you the fan base loves Nick Foles and holds him as a hero in this town. That's what I'm saying, brother. That's all. It, I was born in the 80s. Therefore, I cannot be a Gen Z. And in fact, I'm about a decade away from being a Gen Z. 
What the fuck? Some of these people's problem. Chris Perator, get the fucking hearing aid up and fucking listen, motherfucker. I love it. I love it. Brought to you by Jeff Nadu and JB's rubbing off on you, real quick. Hey, JB, before I forget, question though, because like Matt brought this up. What's the what's the um in terms of uh, safety, right? What's the big difference between the the tush push and a traditional quarterback sneak? Let me break that down right now. Let me. I don't know if you. Smitty, you might have saw this. Uh, Richard Sherman tweeted out this. My problem with the tush push is the NFL literally banned defensive players from pushing other players into offensive formation on field goals and PATs because it was a health and safety issue. Right. But now it's okay because it benefits the offense. I don't so- agree with the guy coming in and pushing. The uh, That's where I kind of jump it off of it. I, right. it. Look, if your offensive line is just significantly better than the defensive line or just gets the push, then fair enough. But you got someone coming in and like that. But that's that, the that's the Smitty's question. Yeah, that is why it's different than this. The quarterback sneak. So right. if the quarterback sneak is an O line versus a D line, it's an old school wedge PAT type of block, and that's the issue. Like the quarterback's gonna find his hole in his gap. He's gonna get in there, get his inches, get his foot yard, whatever it may be, and it's a quarterback with the center protecting him. That it's what not. Reggie That's Bush pushing him from the back. That's what be, will be eliminated. The, the actual play, the sneak, will not be eliminated. It's you will be prevented from coming in behind the quarterback. Right, Jeff, to all fairness. But they're still cut blocking. Like, JB was talking about the whole high-low, the hi-hat. Like, that yeah. shit, that, that's still happening in, on either, either I'm just version telling of you, play. I, I can't see a situation where they eliminate you just get under center and go on one or the, one way or no, the other. No, they're not going to make that. Like, as a D lineman, bro, like, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking back I've experiences of fourth and one where, like, I know it's QB sneak. I'm in all fucking fours. I'm as low as possible, and I'm not doing any technique. I'm just diving. We're both just fucking diving like this. Right. Here's the issue, though. Here's the issue, though. Like, they have, the rules committee, in all fairness, Jeff and Smitty, the rules committee overlooked this play. They they looked this play over in the summer, in the fall. They they said, you know what? We're going to let it happen. So I don't see them doing it again. I think this plays in for a while. I don't think they're going to review it again, even though everyone's bitching and moaning. I don't think it's, they're going to review it again. They only will review it if Jalen Hurts gets his fucking back snapped. That's also, it. In addition to the ran off say, i just say one other thing. Guys, both of you, this whole listener group i'm not a football expert i'm a fucking gambler you fuck sticks i don't give a fuck who won the super bowl in 1974 and who was the leading rusher i don't give a fuck i would disagree jeff i think you know football you're not a historian not a historian but you know football because you can't know football and not bet it (laughs) i have a lot of random knowledge am i a mafia a history expert, absolutely. Uh, there's certain things I cover that I that I'm an expert in. I'm a gambler. I don't give a shit who the backup quarterback on the Jaguars is. I don't care about that. I just don't. Since you're a gambler, we got to dive into some things. Number one, JP's predictions. Smitty's gonna have to give us his. He has not given us his yet. He's scared. Um, Jeff, I want to give you my college predictions and then I'm gonna give you my pro predictions. Here's my college predictions for the weekend. All right, let's my see. Top here. five. I want receipts taken too on this shit. That's going to happen right there. All five of those things are going to happen. Where you disagree at, and what would you put your predictions as? Okay. Uh, USC wins by 21. I have to – look, I don't know if it will be exactly by 21, but I think they cover. 
the main issue, and, and I'm, Matt McChesney would have to agree with this, the main problem that Colorado has and why they are struggling to move the football and compete in these types of games, their offensive line is one of the worst I've seen at a high level in a long time. They give up six sacks last week. It's not going to get easier against a good defensive line for USC. The thing is, though, I think they move the ball a little bit better because USC can't tackle. They don't have the fundamentals. I know you know that, JB. Oregon State upsetting Utah. They are a favorite, so it wouldn't be an upset. I agree. I, I, get, I get the coverage, I guess, the point wise. Yeah. It's an upset to all college yeah. football and football heads. Yeah. This I, is agree a- with, I agree with that. Oregon State has been terrific, and Utah is really struggling offensively. They have uh, less points per play than Iowa, which is hard to do. Rising's not going to play because they have a bye next week. I, I, Oregon State, I agree at home. Oregon State's covered nine of 10 at home, they're very good in that building. I agree, Kentucky beats Florida. Huge game for Kentucky. Huge game. And I'm not big on Florida. I don't like Graham Mertz. I think at home, Kentucky also wins. South Carolina beating Tennessee. I think they cover. Do you think they win? I think that's a little too much. They kind of own Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. And look, I'm not high on Tennessee either. I'll say that. I think Tennessee is a team that, um, you know, I think we obviously remember the last year, but they lost a ton of talent. Michael Penix, I think he could do that every week. Michael Penix is who I picked to win the Heisman. I have him doing the Heisman. I'm sitting on a ticket currently. Yeah, Washington's going to destroy Arizona. So, yeah, he could throw for 400 possibly. Smitty, do you have five predictions yet or you want to wait? I don't have five predictions. I've got problems. I've got problems with your predictions, but I'll, 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 oh, I'll what give are you they? five. Let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> man i well listen oh, i've man, already called i called get mad like what are you mad about show us what are you wrong on Dar- what's you wrong on darno well the first three are all wrong man i uh, think they were quite good predictions colorado's gonna upset sc i called it before the season started so that's gonna happen number one why though it's number crazy. two utah defense is phenomenal yeah. like y'all you guys are so worried about the offensive side and i get that but utah defense is might be the best no, in no, the country, no, or no. they might not be, be able to talk hey, on go it. Back, go back and talk to us like a fan in the chat and tell us why Colorado can win. Yeah, exactly. I That's told you guys from the there. jump, SC's, you, and you mentioned it, USC's defense is very questionable. I think but it's going to be very a, good up a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. If you guys think Colorado's going to play as bad as they played last week, you're fooling yourselves. That type of loss, those guys have been embarrassed all week. Media's been going out to play. Uh, everybody and mama been, oh, okay. It, it was all fake. It was all phony. It was all fake. They aren't good. It was from all a fake. player From a they player's perspective, from a player's perspective, and being in those locker rooms, being in those environments, these guys are going to be on all their P's and Q's. They're coming not into good, this though. Saturday. That's Who's the, not good? Colorado is not a good football team. It's straight. That's who they are against good teams. That is exactly who they are. A bad fucking team. Team with shitty defensive play and bad offensive line production with their stars out. They are not good at this this current team. That we we know tomorrow. that their line that's isn't good. that great. Coach Dion said it before terrible. the season. But to say that, to say they're, they're just not a good team, like, that's, they that's, that's blasphemous. They, like they're, they're, not they're, they're sitting team. here at three and one when most this, of you motherfuckers said they're, they weren't going to win more than three games all year long. So they've already proven most of the, of the world wrong already. They get one blowout, blowout loss against a really good to great Oregon team who might be in the college football playoff, and now, and now we're saying they're shitty. Quarter, dude. 30 yards. 30. 
30, Darnell. So what about all the other games? What about TCU? Who TCU is three, TCU three gets and one now. me and nine people in the chat. Who gives a shit? Nebraska it stinks as well. Who cares? Well, how come all of a sudden we have to now uh, not be too hard on Colorado? We they were. I didn't like say that. Be hard. Be hard as fuck. I didn't say that. I don't. I, I didn't go to Colorado. I'm saying I'm not crazy for saying they're gonna get the fucking upset because SC's defense is fucking trash. Lincoln Riley's teams never have good defense. All the way back to Oklahoma when they were offensive heavy, we thought, oh, they're so fucking great. What happens? They don't shut down anybody, and it always bites them in the ass. So I think. Colorado's offense will bounce back. They have a hell of an offensive coordinator. Shador is still one of the better quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I'm not saying he's Get the best. He's one of top 10, top 12, however you want to rank him. He's, he's a hell of a quarterback. I think they're going to bounce back offensively. It's going to be a shootout. And I would not be surprised if they got the upset. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I'm not as high on SC as everybody, everybody else is. You guys are so enamored by Caleb Williams that you, that you just think. He just covers up for every fucking flaw that SC has when I don't agree. I don't see that. Did you guys watch last week when fucking Arizona – was Arizona State almost beat SC? They were in the game late in the fucking – and you can't tell me Arizona State is just better than Colorado. I mean, so no. Arizona State almost beat USC. How the hell can you tell me Colorado couldn't do it? Case closed. But, but remember, I'll just say this. That was a bit of a look-ahead game, if we're being honest. They still won the game. Do you so we're making excuses now. We're making no, excuses no, now. I'll, no, I'm, I'm going to compare it to – so do you think Florida State's bad because they barely beat Boston College? I didn't say that. My point yeah. is college football. Shit happens. You guys act like upsets don't happen every fucking do? year. Don't, every don't year. Don't know. I think they will be better offensively tomorrow. If they're not, I don't know if they will ever be better. Because you're right. They can't tackle in the secondary. They're not good. That secondary is nowhere close to Oregon's. I'm just saying, bro, in the end, they don't have Travis Hunter. They don't have Shiloh Sanders on defense. And this defense already stinks. They really struggled without him offensively last week because he's the valve. Look at how many times they threw to him in the first three games. They don't have him. Throw in the fact that whether or not USC's defense is good, their defensive line is still getting to the quarterback at a very high level. And that's the problem. Do I think they cover – like I said to Coach, I wouldn't be surprised if they cover. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 44, you know, 28 or something. I wouldn't be surprised by that. If it's they're, they're, in the, they're in the stretch that they, they're so glad they didn't start the season with. And this is going to be – they're going to lose some games here in a row, and it's going to get ugly. I'm just telling you, it's going to get ugly before it gets better. I mean, nobody and, yeah, starts the season off with fucking Oregon, SC, Utah. This team's, like, this team's not – this team's not very good, Smitty. Like, I'm telling you, you could not have started off better than they did with the schedule. If it started off Oregon, Utah, and fucking SC, you wouldn't even be talking about these. But most, but who, but why are we even saying, like, who who starts off with three fucking mega teams like that? Nobody does. Alabama, don't, no, none of the good teams do that. They play, they play shitty teams early on to get warm up. So, like, what, that, why, why is that even like a thing? Why are we even saying TCU that? wasn't a shitty game schedule. I'm saying if what SC plays San Jose State, who's okay, I guess. I said, no, I said TCU was not a shitty team to start a schedule off with. They right. just weren't as good. They lost everything. So I knew they were going to beat them off a of straight up hype. But you're acting as if this Colorado team is a real contender. They're not. No, I'm not saying like, I'm listen. No, they're not going to beat SC, bro. It's not going to win a natty. I'm just. Uh, this is the difference. You guys are higher on SC than I am. That's that's all I'm saying. I don't think I'm SC is as good as Oregon. 
That's just yeah, how I, I'm not particularly high on them. I'm just not high on Colorado. I, I think these fans and people that have rooted for Colorado are all over the place. You know, first three weeks we had anointed most had anointed them as the national title contender. Should there is a Heisman candidate, then they get fucking mollywopped at 30 yards at the end of the third quarter. And we're not supposed to get down on Colorado. No, we had to fucking hear this shit for three fucking weeks. We had to hear Deion Sanders act like he's fucking. You know, Vince Lombardi, it's fucking nauseating. Shut the fuck up already. We no, it's not racist because we don't like Colorado. It's they're not good. That's all I heard. I had four DMs last week. You're a racist because you don't like Deion Sanders. No, they're just they, they suck right now. They, yeah, but don't good. let four DMs dictate the whole world. Don't let we always we always point out the negative shit and let that like we we know you're I'm not fucking saying, racist, bro. Like, you got to start ignoring some of that bullshit. You know, I'm you know it ain't true. I'm just trying to be a realist and say maybe we shouldn't have rated them where we did, right? Because this is how the media is. You know that. I mean, I agree, Darnell. I don't think they're as bad as they showed last week. But, but let's stop with we can't get down. They were a one-win team last year. Dion resurrected. He definitely did. No one's going to say they didn't. But to say that – I had a guy say they're going to win nine games. Well, give me a fucking break. Nine games in the Pac-12. They have three wins. <laughs> three. That means they have to win seven more games to get to ten wins and beat that. I can see them being oh, seven and five. Like seven and five overall. Hey, say, uh, hey, Jeff, real quick. I got I want to get into my NFL before we pick games. Uh, here's my NFL predictions. Player props, but they're predictions. A lot Where of high-scoring games, I think, there. Say again? By those predictions, it looks like there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games, according to you. Well, Trevor Lawrence. So here's my here's my rationale to all this. Jags played in London last year. They were fucking atrocious, but they got. I think that was his Urban Meyer's only win. Uh, I think Trevor's gonna bounce back and and have a great game from last year's. I mean, last week's performance versus Houston. So that's why I'm picking that. Bijan, to in my opinion, is gonna get the ball in the in the in the pass game. And I think he'll run for maybe 50, 60 yards, but he's going to amass 100 yards. I think that'll happen. Stafford, I think, is going to actually continue to play well, and they're going to run the ball better against the Colts this week because McVay did not run the football at all versus the Bengals. He has to learn from that, which will only open up play-action pass for Matt Stafford. So I believe even though the Colts' defense is really, really good, surprisingly really good, I don't. I think the the Rams will get a lot of short field because the offense will not do well for the Colts this week, and I see Stafford getting that. Geno Smith, I think, will dice up the the Giants, and then Herbert, I think, is only going to improve on last week, and they're playing the Raiders, which only has Max Crosby, and I think that he's going to get that. So that's my rationale on that. Listen, it's not it's not bad. Like I think it's an overall solid list. I mean, you guys can call me biased or whatever. I just I just don't. The way the coach defense is playing right now, I'm not even saying the coach, coach are going to win a game. I don't know. I'm just saying that the way – and shout out to DJ Johnson, man. Best sports show. Send us $50, bro. We appreciate the love, man. Thank you. Um, overall, I think it's a solid. I'm just saying that the two that, that makes me a little hesitant, Geno Smith, 300-plus yards and three touchdowns. Ah, That's the one I'm a little like, I don't know. Geno's been balling since, since that first game. He's been balling. He balled against Detroit. Who you saw last night shut down Jordan Love. He yeah. balled last week against Carolina, and it looks like he's getting Jigman uh, Smith involved more. It looks yeah. DJ Metcalf's not even healthy. I think he's only going to get better. 
And uh, the Giants are a complete mess. I, I, the question I have for JB is, will you be watching the Toy Story broadcast of that London game or the regular one? Why are we doing that, by the way? What is it, Delmar I don't doing? know, dude. I guess I, it's for I, kids. I, well, you, you know, think any kid in America know. really cares? Like, he's he, he ain't going to be – he's not going to be asking his dad, hey, uh, you know, is Bijan playing today? Like, who? why are we doing that? I'm, I'm, I'm over the London games. I'm over the fucking 6.30 a.m. start time. On the West Coast, oh, it's yeah, 6.30 true. in the morning, oh, Jeff. 6.30 in the yeah. morning, I got to have to watch a game if I wanted to watch it. but Or even bet it. I got to bet it at 5 in the morning. See, I think we're on the East Coast. We're a little bit, see, for me, I, I watch soccer. So, I mean, that's the same time stretch. But I, I forgot that you're on the West. You guys are on the West Coast. So I think it's definitely- dope, though, JB. Like, the fact that, like, the game is went global. Like, when they go play those games, they, they sell out, too, a lot of times. Like, it's packed out there because, like, they, they don't get to see it. It's like the one chance to watch fucking – and hey, football. bring Vince comment up, will you, somebody? You said Vince? I don't Vince, yeah. This right here? Here we go. Look at this. Who? Who demeanor? Mine? No, mine. Oh. He's, he, he's trying to – we know what he's trying to say there. <laughs> he's trying to think I'm – he's trying to say I'm racist. But it's not Co- member, so he's uh, irrelevant. It's just funny. That's a funny comment. But no, right, um, give some picks, Jeff. Will you, be, will you be up, though, to watch the game? You will both be up. I'm always up because I'll be cooking tomorrow because I got a lot of people coming over for a little That amazes me that I'm blown away that, like, for instance. Jeff, I don't fucking sleep. Are you joking me? I'm up all the time. I no, say bro. two hours now. I'm always working. I'm the hardest working person on this show. So I, I sleep for like two hours a night. That's it. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm blown away that uh, people – I'm blown away people get up at 6.30 in the morning to watch a football game. Like, that amazes me, honestly. If the Eagles played at 6.30, I, I wouldn't get up. I, I I what is I don't understand that I never uh, could understand. That. I mean, listen, I got up at five something in the morning. Like, granted, I had to get up early for the show every day anyway. But I got a little earlier, like a, a couple months ago. It was a big time boxing match I wanted to watch, and I wow. St- Stephen F- Stephen Fulton versus uh, in, uh, Inoue, and it was out like in Japan, so it was super early. Watched the fight literally right before our show. Uh, if, if the game is big enough, I'll do it. If it's not. I'll go back and watch like the replay or I'll watch, you know, highlights. That's amazing to me. Really is. I, I, I have to respect that. Cause I, I don't know if there's, I mean, I get Garnell, you know, if a woman wants to get it in or something, but to watch. A I mean, think about it, our fans get up at six o'clock in the morning, West coast time, every fucking day to watch us. So <laughs> come on. Let me ask you something. There's two types of people that get up to watch a game in London, a fucking degenerate better. A and the fucking slapdick. Who has a son playing or a coaching buddy or a fucking former player? That's the only yeah. two guys that should be up watching that game. But marketing wise, the NFL did sell out Vegas last year for a flag football Pro Bowl. So having said that, you got to look at it. They're doing a hell of a job marketing. And, I will uh, say, uh, I'm also the same guy that will watch, you know, some Pac 12 basketball game at midnight, you know, and a lot of people wouldn't do that. So I guess I get it. You know, everybody likes different shit. Let's get into some betting, Jeff. Um, I got to get into uh, some college first of all. We're going to start tonight with this Oregon Utah, Oregon State Utah game, um, Fox Sports game of the week. Uh, Friday night, I hate Friday night high uh, game. It takes away from high school Friday night lights, in my opinion. But that's my opinion. So Utah, uh, obviously Oregon State line is four. I, I find that shocking. I thought it would be a pick me game at one. You like that line at four? No, I don't at four. I bet it at two and a half. This is the first game I bet this week. I bet it on Monday. I wanted two and a half because I saw even certain books pushing it up to three. 
sharp gamblers love Oregon State. They are all in on the Beavers in this game. Beavers off a loss, again, like I said, at home. They have been very good in Corvallis. And I'm just going to keep saying it. I feel like Utah's gotten a little lucky with the fact that they found ways to win some of these games with a four-string, third-string quarterback. They are really struggling to move the football. They're a good defense. But Oregon State's going to pound it down your throat. They're going to keep running the football. I think they have the better overall offense and they're at home. I think this is a big spot for Oregon State. I like the Beavers. Um, SC. Um, SC game. Shout out to Marcus uh, Cruz. Did they cover the 21 and a half? Yeah, the 21 and a hook is so tough, man. Like, if it were 20 and a half, I'd probably lean with you there, but I could see the game being 42-21. I could see that. 21 and a half is a lot in a football game, and I do agree with Darnell on one level that, I mean, Colorado can't be much worse offensively, but they are going to move the ball a little bit more effectively. And this total, the game total, tells me it's going to be a high-scoring game because as bad as Colorado was last week, betters are coming in and saying, we're going to push this number up to 73 and a half. This seems to me like it's 52-31 or something. I, I think this is a high one. I think Colorado will be more effective offensively, but I think and they will struggle. Traditionally, traditionally, like Matt is Matt is scared as hell because traditionally he played at Colorado all four years, never beat SC once. They haven't beat SC at home, I don't believe, in like 30 years. I think so they're like, 0 and 15, maybe. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's about 30 years worth right there. Every other yeah. year rotate. Um, well, they, yeah, they were never in the Pac 12 for a long time. So. Marcus uh, Cruz uh, with the Super Chat. I, I do want to ask him. I'm, I'm surprised by this. He says, USC is the most overrated team not named Michigan. I mean, I think you got to give USC the respect that they are 4-0. And, and they've, I mean, look, I get last week. I think they were looking ahead a little bit. But they have buried every team they played. I mean. They, they, not San Jose State, really. The first game of the well, season. Saying, they, I mean, they got into the 50s in every game. The, the offenses look good. I do think it's a question. Of, there's a lot of pretenders, possibly. You know, Duke is undefeated. North Carolina is undefeated. You know, th there's a lot of teams they're going to have to play. Syracuse, right, Penn right, right. State, right, Maryland, right. undefeated. Florida I State. I feel like in about three weeks, like, we'll know what's real and what's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, right now, it's kind of early. Think, I do not think Penn State is over. I think Penn State is legit, man. That defense is legit. Drew Aller's the best quarterback they've had there in a very long time. And they don't have a lot of good quarterbacks at State College. He's legit, that kid, man. Um, let's go to Florida, Kentucky. We'll, we'll bounce around and we'll get into some NFL. Florida, Kentucky, line is minus one. Kentucky, Stoops owns Florida since he's taken the job. Florida, uh, the quarterback scares me. I'm surprised Florida. I know Florida's won three games in a row, but besides Tennessee, really, who have they beat? Uh, Utah, with no quarterback, beat them handily, um, which tells me that the Pac-12 is the best conference in football. If Florida is so highly regarded nationally at rank 22 already, I can't believe they jumped that high. Uh, I like Kentucky. Uh, and over under is 44 and a half. Um, I think Kentucky puts it on Florida, actually. I think the difference between Kentucky this year and past years is they haven't had an offensive coordinator that plays quicker and has kind of that tandem with the quarterback. Devin Leary looks really good as long as he doesn't turn the ball over. Throw for over a thousand yards, but he has five turnovers. As long as he doesn't do that tomorrow, I do think they absolutely win. Um, this is a huge game for Kentucky. I think we have to start saying to ourselves when we look at the SEC outside of Georgia, Kentucky is legit. I think they could be. 
is the rest of this conference, are they any good? Seriously? I mean, is this the same Alabama team? Is no, LSU? I haven't seen SEC this bad in 10 years. Yeah, like, is it crazy to say that Kentucky could be a challenger at this point? They have a good quarterback. This offense looks good. Defense has been shut down. And I don't like Graham Mertz. I'm going to keep saying that. Do I think he goes in to Kentucky and wins a football game? I'll ask him to do it. I like Kentucky if they just have to win the game for sure. Man. Duke would beat USC on a neutral field, Jeff. Uh, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> um, Duke. All right. So, uh, by the way, breaking news. I don't know if you knew this. Fury and Usyk signed a deal to fight. Oh, for real? Finally. Golly. Is there a date? Or uh, not yet? I don't Probably see. not yet. Uh, finally. God, we've been waiting for that heavyweight fight forever. Uh, Georgia-Auburn, 14.5. Uh, Georgia minus 14.5. Is that even a game to worry about or pick? I think I think it is because Georgia has sleepwalked through games. I mean, it seems as if they're a bit bored. Um, you know, They know they're going to win these games. They don't really have, I think, an initiative. They don't have to run scores up. Listen, if Georgia goes 12-0 and and they were all by five points they won by, it would not mean a fucking thing on whether they're in the Final Four. There's just not enough good teams in college football. Georgia, I don't think, is very interested. I think that's been clear. And Auburn is improved. They have a new coach. Um, this is not the Auburn team of last year. They're an improved team. Do I think they hang in this game? I I don't know. I mean, I'm not betting against Georgia, put it that way. But I think Georgia is a little bit more kind of bored. And I, I think until they play a real team, I, I'm not real interested in getting them. It's crazy because like years ago, this would have been a huge fucking game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Georgia yeah. and Auburn, Auburn, but now it's like, uh, yeah. You know, so we'll How about uh, Michigan, Nebraska, uh, minus 17? Nebraska's won, I think, two in a row. Uh, you know, I still don't think they have the roster. I, I finally made a decision at QB with the Sims character uh, being so bad. Is this a game to even worry about? Well, they have been better. They're two and zero over the last two, but they've played bad teams. I think a MAC team, no offense, Northern only sucks. Just saying. Um, if it were Ball State, maybe Ball State would have probably beat them. I'm guessing. Uh, but NIU was good when I played, but yeah, they were. Right. They're not good. What was that? Twenty years ago? <laughs> uh, but no, here we. Are. Uh, Michigan hasn't. Michigan sleepwalk too. They're four and zero, but their offense hasn't looked good. Michigan hasn't covered any game this year. Um, this is a this is an interesting one to me. I like the under. I don't think either team uh, is great offensively, and I think Nebraska's defense is pretty decent. I like the under in this game. Thirty nine, huh? Um, all right, KU Texas, big game on the slate, and then also Duke Notre Dame is another one, and then we got Ole Miss LSU, which is an interesting one um, because Ole Miss comes off a loss to Bama. Uh, out of those three games. Um, is there one you like? I like Kansas hanging in there. Minus 16 and a half. Unless Texas shows me they're just really a national title contender, front runner, which that would show me if they blow Kansas out. Minus 16 and a half in Austin. KU beat Texas two years ago. They didn't have a quarterback last year and got throttled this year in Austin. I think it's a telltale sign for both teams. Here's why I wouldn't play Kansas. I'm not saying I don't think they'll hang in the game. But if you like Kansas, you should bet the over. Why, why worry about whether they're going to hang around? Kansas has to score to stay in this game. We know Texas is going to score. Kansas can't stop anybody. For me, in games like this, I'm going to do away with the side and just say, I think Kansas will score to stay in the game. I like a lot of points. Both teams play with pace in this game. But I'll say this. Texas looks legitimate. I mean, they beat Alabama. In years past, they probably would have not 
won that game and found a way to lose. Lose. They need to kind of be focused. I like the over. I think both teams will score. LSU Ole Miss. Um, three and one LSU. Uh, one, you know, they got throttled week one. Florida State. They've they've kind of bounced back. They beat a team in Arkansas last week who's kind of struggling to stay afloat. Um, Ole Miss and Lane usually pretty good after a loss. They they got shut down by Nick Saban in Alabama. I don't know if they can. I don't know if LSU's that good on defense. I think Ole Miss bounces back. LSU minus two and a half over under 67. I have some worries about LSU's defense. I was really high on them coming into the season. I'm not real high. I, as you alluded to, Arkansas kind of moved the ball up and down. Um, Ole Miss can score. And, and look, they put way too much every year into getting beaten by Alabama. Never seems like they can beat Alabama. They put all sorts. You got to feel bad for Lane Kiffin. You know, he wants so bad to beat Nick Saban. And he never seems to be able to do it. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I like Ole Miss. That's another game I think we see some points in. I also say, and this is my question to you guys, JB, you're a quarterback guy. I've heard a couple national people ask: Is in that Duke game against Notre Dame, is Duke's quarterback better than Hartman? Because I no, heard- I like him. No, I like him though. Um, he did he did hit a hiccup last week against Ohio State. I said I think I Notre said- Dame beats them up. I think Notre Dame goes in and beats Duke up. I don't think so. Uh, Duke has a five power five transfer D lineman that's coming to that program. And I love their coach. Um, he's a year younger than me, actually. I've known him a long time. Um, he's a good dude. He has some big time power five dudes up front, which you don't see in Duke a lot. Um, yeah, you said that. Yeah, yeah. They beat up Clemson. And I don't believe Clemson can beat Duke ever. If they played again five times this year, I think Duke wins every time simply for that reason. Uh, I think Duke actually will be in the game towards the end. I don't think Notre Dame's explosive enough. I do not like what they do with Hartman offensively. I wish they would do more things that they did in Wake Forest with Hartman because Notre Dame's trying to play this traditional, uh, you know, let's grind them, let's do this, and then let's play action Sam Hartman and, I'm not mad at it because I do think Hartman's the most NFL ready quarterback, but at the same time, you don't you can't play NFL style offense with 10 guys that are only college players and one NFL guy. You have to play 11 guys, college tempo, RPO, temp. That's what they do now. They're they're trying to change the game at Notre Dame and it's hurting them offensively, in my opinion. Uh, I think Duke's in the game. Uh Notre Dame five and a half in Durham. I like Duke on that one myself. Speaking of Notre Dame, uh, let me ask you, Darnell, I didn't hear you guys talk about why the hell were we so down on – what the fuck were people talking about with Ryan Day? I'd have told that fucking old fuck Lou Holtz, sit in your fucking chair and shut the fuck up, old man. We fucking Ooh. came in and shut you the fuck up, motherfucker. JB ain't going to like that. We talked about that earlier this week. And, um, he? So he could what? just spot off at the mouth and say what he wants? Fuck him. I- Ryan, Ryan they didn't say anything disrespectful, honestly. If an, old, if an old person is an asshole, I've always heard this in my life. You can't be mean to old people. Listen, if an old person is a dickhead and acts like a prick, I'm going to be a prick. And Lou Holtz didn't have to say a goddamn thing. He said some shit. Ryan Day came out and said, sit down, old man. Shut the fuck up. See, I, uh, there's a respect factor in this no, thing. There isn't. Not if someone's rude, bro. Hey, that, what, what, how is he rude? 
Let me give me. This is your. This is your young mentality. You motherfuckers, mad, bro. you motherfuckers are out here robbing fucking uh fucking Nordstrom rack, homie. I don't rob you nothing. You don't understand the difference between rude and respect. When did when did let me, let me just be clear here. Please tell me when Lou Holtz called that motherfucker out of his name or said something Listen, about him that was rude. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you. This is his exact quote. Uh, and I'm not going to do it in the Daffy Duck uh, uh, way he says things. Notre Dame is a better football team than Ohio State. You look at Coach Ryan Day. He has lost to Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan twice, and everybody who beats them does so because they're more physical than Ohio State. That's a direct shot at Ryan Day. He mentioned that is man's that the name. truth or is that a disrespectful take at his personal character? It's a, it's a, but it's a direct. No, shot you're, now Day. you're fucking fumbling words, homie. He just told the but, truth. But you just said he didn't mention his name. He definitely I mentioned said his he didn't name. call him out of his name. There's a huge difference in calling out what Ryan Day has accomplished as a coach, which is deadly shit, and the truth versus calling him out of his fucking name. How is that disrespectful? And for you to go after a guy that built Notre Dame to what it is, number one. Number two, the guy that is basically made the program. Do you think that Lou Holtz is going to come in there, Jeff, and say, hey, Ryan Day, you're great. I don't think Notre Dame has a chance, even though I'm fucking Notre Dame. I mean, do you think Ryan Day in 10 years is going to come out and say, hey, I think Notre Dame is going to beat Ohio State tonight. Urban Meyer still fucking roots for Ohio State. Anyone that coaches wherever they coach that is going to root for their team. I How fucking loved it. I love that it. I want to talk to Lou Holmes right now. Fucking great. That's your guys' young mentality. That's why you have that Carter guy, the third string back for the Jets, trying to go after the running back coach like a bitch-ass motherfucker he is because there's no goddamn respect about for elders anymore. You motherfuckers don't coach shit up. If an elder's a dickhead, I'm a dickhead. He was acting like a dickhead. He called, Why'd he call us out? Why'd he call him out? Why don't you say Ohio State never beat? You said Coach Ryan Day. You tried to sun him and make him look like the little guy. You're not wow. me, Coach. That's what he's trying you to tell You guys are him. so stuck on that shit. It kills me. Anyway. My thing is, though, real quick, I know I'm done. Ryan right. Day's response wasn't disrespectful, so we, we're yeah. blowing all this out of yeah. proportion. He was emotional, but he didn't say anything it bad right about the game. Literally. He literally grabbed him, and, and like he, he's coming off the field. He's uh, hopped up. No, but that's what I'm saying. Why I don't see why Holtz disrespected him. There's no disrespect. <laughs> like, he told I'm the truth about a guy who's never won. By the way, you haven't won a natty. Lou Holtz has. Pay some fucking homage, motherfucker. You ain't done nothing yet. JB, JB so if so if let's say um let that, that Garden City coach, right? You that you got no beef with. Let's say coming off the field after beating you, he says, hey, Coach JB, he ain't never won shit. He he never won he did. He did. Okay. That's you, disrespectful though. Even even if something is true, it can still be disrespectful. Right. If you said because why are you calling out like all my shit? It's like JB and everything. This, 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 this is all yeah, exactly. you know, that's what the intention. Yeah. Like, you what are your intentions? That, You're with the intention to try to call me out. That's still you can't compare the two, bro. But You're comparing something that I already choked the fuck out of the guy you were talking about. <laughs> like, that's a big so difference. You found it disrespectful, right? A big dip. No, I already choked him out, man on man, though. If he had not brought the dude's name up, Ryan Day. I guarantee Ryan Day wouldn't have said a thing about it. Hold on, JB. What you do to him? What you do to him, JB? Huh? 
What you what you do to that coach? <laughs> Choke the fuck out of him. Here, here's the here's the Did issue. Really? I didn't know that. Here's the issue we have. Like, I don't believe we're really looking at the fact we gotta get to these games, but I don't think we're li- really looking into the fact that the guy hasn't hasn't beat Michigan in two years. All Lou Holtz was saying is, I think we're a tougher team. I'm at a fucking thing. But oh, the, by the way, here's the big picture, Jeff. You know what the big picture is? Pat McAfee being very, very large in the business and him doing the Lou Holtz imitation skit and then Lou Holtz being on that skit and that thing became viral and and they took it very, very personal that he was being mocked basically on a global scale. And my thing is like, I know Pat and them stay extremely gray. They're straight down the line, but underlying they kind of take shots at certain folks, and then you wonder why people are getting pissed off. Is this is why? This literally is why. By the way, Lou, Lou Holtz is a fucking old fuck, fucking racist. Anyway, fuck him. Damn, Jeff going crazy. All right, let's go to the let's get back he to the pitch day. The end of the show I'm with. Look it up when he's at Arkansas. Look it up. He's a fucking racist. Look it up. I know my and South Carolina. It's crazy though. I got buddies that coach with them. So he coached at Arkansas, basically about 85% roster black. South Carolina, 90% roster black. And no one's ever come out and called him racist. Any player I've ever known that coached with him or played for him, um, that's why it's crazy. So, again, you're looking at Google instead of the 300 people I can call right now and played for Lou Holtz. Actually, I'm not considering if you know anything about history as far as political history. Jesse Helms, who was the former – governor of North Carolina attempted to block Martin Luther King day as a national holiday. He's a known racist actually. And Lou Holtz endorsed him and allowed him to film multiple political ads in his office. What about, what about Tommy Tuberville? You defending that motherfucker too? No, no, of course not. He was not. a coach in Auburn. He's another <laughs> one. All right, let's go. Let's pick up some games. I got, I got NFL games. Uh, we got to get Jeff Slate because I don't know if we're going to do Sunday, Jeff, again because I might be traveling to Pat Perez's house to do the show next week from there in Scottsdale. Ooh, I'm gonna go let you go today. Going to the billionaire's house. Love hey, it. you may, you and Sean may have to do it, and I'll have to call in from the road. Good. Right. We don't want you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> last night's game. Did you win last night's game? Yes, six and a half. One of the craziest covers I've ever had in my life. That was a degenerate special. J- Smitty, Jacksonville State was down 21-7, laying six and a half. Came all the way back, scored touchdown, missed the extra point. It's 21-20. Sam Houston goes down and scores, make it 28-20. I need Jacksonville State to go the length of the field and make the two-point conversion. They do both. The game goes to overtime. They get the ball first. Because I'm going to tell you, if you have a favorite in overtime, you want the ball first. Yeah. I want that touchdown. And what does Sam Houston do? They don't score on the next. We get it. Game over. Win by seven. And I covered. It was a huge win. Yeah. All right. Um, like my guy. Let's talk about the 6.30 a.m. fucking slate on the West Coast uh, right out the gate. That oh, I will you were not talking about the Detroit game. Have to get up yeah, it's all good. My fault. <laughs> what happened? You were talking about the NFL game. No, I did not bet that game. No. Oh, I, I, I'm, t- I'm sorry. Yeah, we because we, we talked about the uh, – the Houston game, Sam Houston game, and I know you posted a tweet that was like, every fucking time I'm betting it, and now they score up and have more po- offense than they've had. Um, yes. I'm talking about the NFL game. Okay, you didn't bet that. All right, let's get an NFL. The 6.30 a.m. Eastern or West Pacific time game in London, uh, Wembley Stadium, 
Falcons, Jags, minus three Jags. Uh, I think the Jags show up. I think it's going to be a good game, though. I think Bijan scores a hundred or gets a hundred. I think Trevor Lawrence scores shoots for three, and he'll he'll probably have three tubs and three hundred yards. Like I said, I like the Jags in this one, bouncing back from that Houston loss. Yeah, that was a, a bit of a, a, a surprise last week. Maybe Houston's better than we think. Uh, Coach JB picked him to win the AFC South, remember, uh, everybody. Uh, as far as this, look, Jacksonville can stop the run. They've been very good against the run so far. Got some big boys up front. I agree with you. I do think they bounce back. I will say this, though. This line opened four. It's been bet down to three. That means people are coming in. They like the underdog here. But these games are weird. You know, it's kind of like a Thursday night game in a way. The routines are off. You're in another country. Um, but then again, it's not that hard to travel in the NFL. I agree with JB. I do think they bounce back. I think there's some points in this game probably. I agree as well. If Jacksonville loses this game back-to-back -back against two very winnable uh, opponents, we're going to be looking at, at them a lot differently than we were, you know, coming into the season. I think we, we were all pretty high on the Jazz coming in. Even myself, I picked them to win the AFC South. So if they lose this one, it's going to be very interesting. All right. Um Here's a game that I'm interested in getting Jeff's take because I find it hard to believe, even though it's in Orchard Park, that the Buffalo Bills are minus two and a half after Miami scored 70. Something's telling Vegas something, and I it's, it's about 62 degrees, pretty clear. It's not going to rain. It's not a lot of wind. Um, 62 degrees, of course, it's not Miami. But do the two and the Miami Dolphins just take a shit out of nowhere, or my, or is Buffalo playing so good over the last two weeks that they're going to stymie a team that's leading the league in offense? Who would have thought Jason Brown's starting to understand how gambling works, and he gets it here? You're dead right on this one, Jason. Uh, I will say, hand up. I had the Dolphins last, or I had the Broncos last week. I did. I'm not going to lie to you, but I had Indy as well, so it was okay. Me too. Um, yeah, I had Indy. So uh, that said, I couldn't agree more. Do I think the Dolphins take a proverbial shit? No. I think there'll be some scoring in this game. I just think the Buffalo Bills are on this level. I think Miami's like right below them. I just think at home, I think defensively they're really good. It's kind of a step up in playing who they played. I like – plus you got to go in there. They've had a couple of games recently at home. I like Buffalo. I agree with you here. I think the I think Miami's won in Buffalo in eight tries. Yeah. And you don't have a much – I think they probably find a way. It's probably tied most of the game. Buffalo finds a way to win late and wins, you know, 31-24 or something. Now, if Miami goes in there and obliterates the Bills, are we talking about a Super Bowl favorites on in Vegas Monday? Yes. We got to be. Yeah. yeah, we got to be. And I don't think they're going to kick their ass, but I, I got to disagree with you guys. I'm going with Miami to win this game. Like I said before, and please fact check me, but I'm pretty sure any game that Tua – has started and completed. I don't know if he's lost yet, or if he did lose, it's been one game. So as long as, long as he stays healthy in this game, I think the Dolphins are going to win this game in the close win. I like Buffalo, man, but it's just Josh Allen, man. Like, I love him. Like He's a football guy. So, like, I love that he's tough. I love all that. But at the same time, it kind of, like, it bites him in the ass because he doesn't make smart decisions all the time. And you just never know what's going to happen with Josh Allen. Like, he might go out there and throw four touchdowns, 400 yards, or he might go out there and throw two touchdowns and three picks because he's, he's trying too much. Where I know Tua, I kind of know what I'm going to get. He's going to be efficient. He's going to be smart, short, medium-range passing. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He's I think he might be the most efficient quarterback in the league right now. So I kind of just know what I'm going to get with them. I'm going with the Dolphins. I will say um, 
just to put this in perspective, they're getting three points, the Dolphins. The last three games in this series have been decided by three, three, and two. Mm. So these games have been very close. Um, it's two and a half now. And I thought last week when I watched Tua Tagovailoa play, I said to myself, damn, he looks like the MVP. Only through three weeks. I mean, he looks I – mean, he's electric, man. And he is the favorite right now in the MVP, by the way. I mean, he is mm. the clear favorite right now as we speak in the MVP race. Yeah, yeah he looks really brass good. Balls. Yeah, the brass balls bet him, though. Because if he gets hurt – Oh, yeah. That's why you, That's why it's hard, you know, to bet him. Uh, all right, the toilet bowl, the shit bowl, the Tijuana Tech shit bowl. Uh, Broncos, Bears, Denver minus three and a half. I think Broncos can score. I don't think Chicago can. I like Denver. I got to keep going Denver until they win. I mean, yeah, I think, <laughs> I mean, he's right though. I mean, I think the Bears are like, I think both these teams suck, but the I think the Bears are on another level bad and their quarterback's a complete mess. Their defense. Well, Russell's is, actually playing okay. Yeah, that's yeah, Russell looks solid. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, remember, they're off a game where they gave up not 50. Not 60. They gave off 70. Now you come back and you get the Bears offense. I get a feeling the Broncos come out and just molly up the Bears. I think the Bears may win two or three games. This team stinks. Like, it's a, I mean, they're bad. Yeah, okay. listen, let me ask you this, bro, because I'm kind of with you. Like, all right, you said the Bears will win two or three games. Yeah. I agree. But this has to be one of those games, right? Like, as much as I don't want to bet on the fucking Bears – if they're going to win two or three games, look at their like this has to be one of those games, right? This is the like I don't know like if they're if they don't win this one, they might go Owens to fucking seventeen. Jeff is what I'm saying because I don't see. Yeah, but but again, do you when you're a t- and you you both played football? I didn't, but when you're, I would have to think. When you come off a game, I don't know if you ever gave up a lot, like 50, 60 points. I ain't never lost but, like that. Like, I got, I got my ass beat, but I don't, I don't think 70. That's a lot, bro. But the clear mindset is in the next game, you'd have to think you have some sort of pride and play significantly better. And this is the exact team you want to put. You go from the best offense in the league to the worst. or one Unless, unless, A, the players, had they don't believe in their leader, or B, their yeah. leader is trying to lose games for a bigger – fucking reason and i think one of the big one of the big issues the broncos had is they were they weren't even close they weren't tackling they were just lost like no effort it was weird yeah yeah it really was let's let's go to this one um this one right here cleveland's defense is really really good i i think they're going to demand lamar to try to use his feet more than they than they have i don't think he can throw the ball on cleveland's defense i think cleveland um goes runs away with this one cleveland minus two and a half i don't even know 40 and a half seems kind of high to me in this type of game but i could see 20 points being scored on either side so uh what do you got on the browns ravens last four in this series have been two two three have been very close these are just different games when you get into these divisional games right if this hits three and it's not because i love lamar i just I look at how these games are. They're always close. I do like – and remember, Baltimore's off a, a rough loss. That's a game you shouldn't lose regardless of you – know, I get not covered, but you shouldn't lose that game. Uh, it's a tough one because I like the Browns too. I like both these teams. I, I, I'm kind of off this one. If I see a three, I might have some interest in Baltimore. But, yeah, if it's under three, I like Cleveland. So, I, I don't have much here. I got the Ravens, but like, yeah, I got it in, in a very close game. I like the Browns too. Um, I, I like the way they've been playing, especially on defense. I thought Deshaun and Watson had maybe his best game 
as a Cleveland Brown last, I think last week. So, but like you said, Jeff, they, you know, the Ravens lost, you know, a, a lot of us, you know, didn't expect the coach to win that game for keeping it real. So that's a bad loss for the Ravens. I have to think they're coming back in motivated, not trying to lose two in a row. So I think the Ravens win in a very tight one. JB, you all right? Uh, I had to bang on somebody in the discord. Um, <laughs> Politely. How do you moderate Rams, that? I like the Rams way. straight up. Give me fucking straight up. I don't give a fuck what the point spread is. Rams going in there whipping that ass straight up. How Take do you moderate a Discord, by the way? That's brutal. Off, Smitty. Do you just block people or no? Uh, I, I'm trying to figure it out, but. Yeah, it's tough, right? I don't know how You got the Rams straight up. Um, It's out here. Is it in LA or is it back home in my city? It's in your place. Oh, I, I like the coach then. I like the coach. I think AR5 is back. Defense is playing at a high level. We might have the – we have top five, one of the best linebacker t- uh, groups in the NFL, was Zaire, Franklin, EJ Speed, and my guy Shaq Leonard. They're playing at a very high level. Our D-line is balling out with, with Grover, uh, 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 my guy D-Buck, um, Quiddy Pay. I mean, these guys are flying around, man. I, if it's, it's at home, I like Indy in the close one. Staff going to throw a few picks. Yeah, I really was surprised. I make a betting number and total before the game, before I see the game. I had this total at 41, 42. It's 45. I think that's a bit too high here. I don't like either of these offenses. I mean, it seems like the Rams have really fallen off a cliff offensively. And you mentioned it, Darnell. That defense for India is tough. Minshew is is solid. But look, do we actually think that's a great offense with him leading it? Not really either. I think this is first to 20 wins. I'm going to lean on the under here. Yep, I think AR five might be back. He been oh he, yeah, he, he is back. I think you're he right. He's back practicing this week. Either so. way, I still we'll think be. that Rams defense is pretty tough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on the under. My apologies. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. All right, let's go, uh, Buck Saints. Uh, this is an interesting game. I think the Bucks show who they are. I think they're gonna continue to get worse on offense. Baker's the movie I've seen. Saints defense is legit. I think Gary Carr is out though. They got Jameis starting. Yeah, I don't really care about their offense. I don't think the Bucs can score on their defense is the problem. Um, New Orleans minus three and a half, 39 and a half over under. Shit, that might be a 20-point over Bucks under. defense is solid too, though. That's going to be a very interesting game. Last, like under. Last three in this series, not one of them has won over 33 points. They've been mm. very low scoring. In fact, one was 9 nothing. Uh, yeah, you have two quarterbacks here in this game. You mentioned Jameis. Look, nice guy. Um, I think he's a good backup. I don't want him leading my team. Uh, and look, say what you want about the Bucs. I think they are a good defensive team. The Eagles are just good, on the, good running the football. I think they bounce back. I don't believe in Baker. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the under here as well. Another under game. Um, do you like the chances at all? Can the command – oh, damn. Can the commanders do anything? <laughs> that boy had a frog in his throat. Well, they won this game last year. I don't, I don't know. People forget that they won this game last year. And I'll tell you this, the Washington commanders, I've been to many Eagles games where Eagles look really good. They're a solid team. And the commanders come in here and make it interesting. Um, defensively. I think they're pretty tough, but we've seen the Eagles can run on anybody. You know, I don't really, when the Eagles play, I, I I'll tell you my true opinion. I thought the bucks would hang last week. I think the Eagles beat up the Commanders. I think they win by double digits. I think they found something last week. I think both uh, receivers will get involved a little bit more. You think there's something wrong with AJ and, and Jalen? I think we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I don't believe the Commanders. I think show their true colors 
against the Bills. Yeah, give me the Eagles. Eagles coming off a short week. It's going to be interesting. Um, Vikings-Panthers, battle of 0-3s. Yeah, I'm giving uh, Kirk Cousins one more shot. I don't know why I have this blind loyalty to this team. I still think they're pretty – like we mentioned, like as bad as Denver's been on defense, Wilson's looked okay. For as bad as the Vikings have looked, their offense moves the ball. Like they're a good offense. Yeah. I think they finally get off the schneid here. I'm going to I'm gonna back them in this game. I, I just – I'm going to keep saying it. I, I think Bryce Young fucking blows. I'm just going to say mm. it. I also think there's points in this game. Panthers throw the ball a lot for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, I think the Vikings will score too. I think this game gets into the 50s. I'm going to lean over the total. Panthers O line is bad too, so like I think that's why you know Bryce might be looking a little worse than than, than what you know what we expected. Maybe I the Vikings have to win this game. There's no like 0 4 with the talent that you have. I think if they would lose, the, the coach would have to get fired. Kevin O'Connell has to go. I that think. coach is bad, bro. Co- Kevin. I mean, and, 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 no, granted, he took to the playoffs last year. They had one of the best records in the league. So it was crazy how things can change just like this. I can't put everything on him. He won't I, get fired, though. He's year two. He's year yeah, two. Yeah, he's year two. Like, Madison's fumbling the ball every fucking game. Like, uh, some of this stuff, we can't blame everything on the coach. Every time a team loses, it came in, it's not all on coach. But let so me you watch, you watch the game. The players are fucking up, year? too. 12 games? What did he win last year? 11 games? Let me like ask you 12, something, though, Coach. Yeah, I had a good-ass record last year. You're an offensive coach. Let, let's, let me just ask you. One of the most aggravating things on the fucking planet when it comes to betting sports is fucking teams on a third and – or let's say a third and seven, you throw the ball two yards short of the sticks. Why are we doing that? Why? Minnesota fucking does it all the time. All the time. What, coach, why do we do that? Why are we not throwing at the sticks or above the sticks? What are we doing here? I, I I just think it's either A, receivers running their own shit, or B, quarterbacks not understanding that the short route is to pull defenses down to throw over that, and I don't believe they're not. They're I doing think Kirk that. Cousin understands that, though, right? Yeah, not, you're a fucking veteran, bro. Hey, let's let's wrap this up. I know Smitty got to go to Fox and do his show pregame, um, pre-recorded. Um, Steelers-Texans, real quick, in Texas. Um, what do you like? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the Steelers. Uh, I'm not interested in being a road favorite with the Steelers. I just, I'm not. I, I, I just still don't believe in. I'm sorry. Uh, look, I think they're better than they've been in years past. I like Mike uh, Tomlin as an underdog, not in a favorite role, especially on the road. And Houston showed me something last week. They have some kids that are dynamic. Your boy Tank Dell. I think he's tough. I like that team. TJ uh, Stroud is good defense. Seems like they play every game at home, Houston. Are they ever on the road? Seems like they're I don't know. Um, how about Raiders Chargers? I like Herbert big this week. Yeah, I seen that in your 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 thing. Listen, how you can have any interest in laying almost a touchdown with the bipolar Doppler Chargers is beyond me. Have fun there. This defense is another group that is disastrous. Can't stop the run. Can't stop the pass. Uh, that's concerning against any quarterback. Problem is, uh, the Raiders are all over the place offensively. So they got Aiden O'Connell starting, I think, right? Oh, that's it right. yeah. it's not him. It's Hoyer. It's Hoyer. But still, oh, this Hoyer. is oh. this is the type of Chargers team that'll find a way to make this game close. I can't lay points with them. I just can't do it. It's not something I'm ever going to put my money in the hands of. All right, Dallas. After the disappointing loss to Arizona, they have the. Patriots and Bill Belichick. It's in Dallas. Uh, minus six and a half. Dallas getting. What do you like? 
is Dallas legit or not? Because I thought they were the best team in the NFL after week two. But those are the crazy predictions we make week to week in the NFL. I think they were just – it was just one of those games against Arizona. I, I don't think they're indicative of that. And they lose Trayvon Diggs. Are they that bad on defense? They give up almost eight yards of play. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of all over the place with Dallas. Um, I don't have much on this one. How about uh, Cardinals-Niners after the big win? Do the Cardinals have a letdown going to yeah. Frisco? Uh, minus <laughs> nice. 14. Arizona's covered every game so far this season. This is where they do not. They just don't. They're going to get beat up here. I wouldn't mind laying 16 and a half in this game. I, I think I – think, I'm not a big – I'd never lay double digits in the NFL. This is a spot where I think you do it. I think Arizona really struggles here. I like New England this week, by the way. Um, Chiefs Jets, uh, Chiefs Jets minus nine. It's in New Jersey. Um, I mean, the Jets just—they look just—they it just looks sad. It's saddening to watch that roster go to shit because of one position. And that's—I tell people all the time—you're the go to the hero. That position is the most important position in all sports. Uh, the Jets. I think they cover nine though, for some reason, because I think that they're forcing, they're going to force the, they have to run the fucking football at that chiefs defense. And that's the only shot they have. They have to run it. They got to run it, play action and try to hit Gary Wilson over the top. I don't believe that they can sit there and throw the ball with the Mormon milf hunter all goddamn game. You know, I'm fascinated by this game because I think, and, and, and this is a great way to go out on this show. Cause I know Darnell's going to leave. Let me ask you guys. We've heard all week, you know, Joe Namath called Zach Wilson disgusting, like all sorts of stuff. And we've seen Jets players defend him, if you will. But I kind of relate the defense of Zach Wilson to like these people on Twitter that are trying to say that Taylor Swift is better looking than Josh or uh, Travis Kelsey's ex. It's just not true. I mean, look, if you're going off success, sure, she's way more successful. But let's stop acting like she has any candle to Travis Kelsey's ex. It's just not true. We all know that deep down, every Jet is saying, this guy fucking blows. You know, every player has gone home to his wife or girlfriend and said, this fucking guy stinks. But we can't say it out loud. But I also wonder, maybe they do. I, it's such a fascinating game. Because are they going to play for the kid? If yes, they're going to cover. If not... I also don't want to continue to have to deal with this Travis Kelsey nonsense, so I don't want to watch this game. I'm out. Hey, uh, last game, Monday night, Giants-Seahawks. I like Geno Smith and Seahawks. What do you like? Well, we all know uh, Daniel Jones is a disaster. He shouldn't be a uh, – he's just not good. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> this number's not higher. Who's better, Zach Wilson or Daniel Jones? I, I'm <laughs> uh, Daniel Jones is going to be fine. Stop. But, Coach, let me ask you, though, uh, Darnell, you as well. You would agree that Travis's ex is way hotter than Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is mid. She's mid. She just is. Let's call a spade a spade. Taylor Swift is a bony broad. She's mid. She's not, She looks like the girl next door that's kind of attractive. And if you're drunk after the bar, you're interested. She's not that hot. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Everybody, everybody got everybody got their own little personal preference. You know well, me. I'm with, the sister. I'm with the sister in the, in the shape. You know, I've been following her on Instagram for like five years, so I'm I'm a little biased. I ain't hey, I ain't got no hate towards Taylor Coach? Swift, but ain't stalker, me. stalker vibes. <laughs> oh, the ex. Oh yeah, I'm not saying she's not. I'm just saying. Yeah, you follow you follow the ex too on Instagram. Yes, and I saw her. This is how much I love her. I watched her Inside Edition interview that she just. I don't even know who the fuck she is. 
She now nah, she posts great content on so Instagram. By, by the way, I got some. I got uh, uh, Kelly. I'll just say to you, uh, what's up? How you doing? Hope you have a good weekend. I'm de- I'm digging the bubble gum, bro. I know it, it. It's the perfect bubble, though. Like yeah. I don't know how she. It really perfect. is well done. Shout out to the photographer on that. Whoever put that picture there, it's like a work of art with the bubble and like the. the bu- I mean, she looks like it's like the new Mona Lisa. Yeah, I'd hang that on my wall behind me, bro. It's that beautiful. Great picture. Whoever that photographer was, Kelly, hold him. We have him for the wedding. We're in. <laughs> Now Pound that like button, man. Subscribe. Become a member. Join the Discord. where I get my uh, charm from. Hey, uh, I'm going to be a football palooza tomorrow. You can count on it. I'll be there around 3.30 p.m. I need my wings ready on the plate, cornbread, barbecue meatballs, brisket. I need a motherfucking uh, ginger ale on one side, uh, a paloma on the other side, and I don't want to fix my plate, so I need somebody there to fix my plate, JB, so handle that. We're going to be turning up. Steve Kim going to be there. We're going to have some other superstars going to be there. Jeff, so anyway, um, you and I, were going to talk about. Um, yeah, let's 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 do an after show here. Hey, Smitty, you're out of here. Um, I do got to go. We got the after show, me and JB. Yeah, we're going to. Hey, for everyone that wants to stay after, go ahead, chill. If you're not. Big Smitty, I'll give you an outro. Here you go. We switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown. That's it. Smitty, you're out. Hey, much love. Instagram, y'all. We'll see you Monday and maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Jeff Nadu, we're doing the uh, after hours uh, at 10 in the morning or 9 in the morning. Um, it's 12-14 here. Go away, Smitty. Get out of here. All right, I'll lay out. Peace. Um, let me make this big. That's what she said. So, look. Um, tonight's game. Yeah. How much money should I bet on Oregon State? That's up to you, my man. I don't know what your your financials look like. I would always tell you to bet within your means. If I have if I have, if I have a hundred grand to waste, how much would you spend on Oregon State tonight? I mean that that listen, th- these questions are so difficult because look for me, I bet this game. I, I I have a Patreon. I sent it to my people. I am on this game. I very much like it. Now remember, this is a very important thing to me. I bet this at two and a half. At four, that's a bad number, man. And I don't bet bad numbers because this game could very well fall three. It really could. It could fall four. Um, this is going to be a close football game. I believe in my heart that Oregon State's the better team in this game. I love the spot for them. And I think finally Utah catches up with them that they don't have their quarterback. And I think they're going into the bye week feeling very good at four and one. Um, so, so, yeah, if I have 100000 to blow and, and you know, I'm going to go go hard or go home. I'm going to risk. 100 to win 90. Hey, let's transition for a few minutes before we get out of here. I got to ask you, Dame Lillard to Milwaukee. What do you do? What do you like? Like or don't like? Well, I, I well, I love it. I'm a big Dame fan. And, I, you know, I think it, it just continues to show us here in this town that this Sixers team is so lost. They're so lost in translation. I mean, again, another team around you gets stronger. Uh, I think it's a great mix. Obviously, there's only one basketball, and I think that's always the, the, the question. Will it all work? Because we've seen these teams where – you got these super teams, and it you know, there's a struggle with cohesion and chemistry. But yeah, I really like it. I'm big in into Dame, and I'm happy for him. I love Giannis; he's a great superstar. Both very likable to me. I think they're going to put on a show in in, in uh, Milwaukee. I wonder though about the Bucks. I've said before, I think coaching is so important. 
for for a team. Um, I, I'm curious at, at how that all works with that coach. I think he's I think he's new there. Um, but yeah, I love the team on paper. They got to get a little bench, but I like them on paper. Hey, all the chat, everybody in here, if you want to call in, I'll give a free giveaway. I got a stat of the week. I got an NFL stat of the week, and I got a college football stat of the week. Um, I want to get into – let me see. I think I have it in here. Do I? We got the NFL stat of the week, Ethan. Um, college stat of the week, uh, Jeff. I don't know if you knew this. The Buffs, Colorado Buffs, Prime Buffs, that we're so tired of hearing about. Are the only are one of two eight teams of one of eight teams that are one hundred percent in the red zone this year. Fourteen of fourteen. That's stat of the day. Brought to you by Prize Picks. You know, it's uh, you surprised by that? No, I'm not. And it, you know, it's funny. I could actually tell you a couple of other teams on that list as well. I was just looking at this stat. I'm not surprised by it. And people would say, "Well, how they was forty two six this week because he didn't get to the red zone last week." Right. <laughs> so that, that's why. But. Yeah, I'm at, I'm fascinated by it because you look at that stat. Eastern Michigan, I believe, is also 100%. And they're a bad offense. Illinois is 100%. They're a bad offense. So it's a weird stat for sure. But I think it also doesn't kind of tell the tale because if you don't get to the red zone, you may only have two uh, spots in the red zone. So, yeah, I, I'm fascinated by that. I'm surprised by it, sure. Um, here's another one. Um, have you seen this guy dress attire? Yeah, these guys look like morons. I mean, whatever happened to just putting a suit on? You know, I don't know. That shit right there is crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Who the hell is Benito Jones, by the way? Uh, I think he's a Packers D tackle, isn't he? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get that. I, I, listen, here's what I think. I miss the, the days of, you know, the way Allen Iverson dressed. But then I also love the way Michael Jordan, like I love kind of that, just normal, either a track suit or a suit, but this like wearing like women's clothes and like goofy overalls. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I think, it, I think you look like a moron. Um, and look, and look, the one woman in this chat says, what is he wearing? Exactly. That's the point. Like, it's just stupid. Like it doesn't like just look like a normal, just wear a suit or something, you know? Yeah. Um, did you hear about the white people shit that I showed earlier with Smitty? Uh, no, we didn't get your take on it. It was a little early in the morning. Um, we got a white people logo. We got a white people shit logo, by the way. Um, uh, let's see her. Let's see her. Let's I see love her. it. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's funny about that. I've heard that phrase recently. So uh, in the mob community, uh, there's a, a term uh, called a wonder bread WAP, right? A WAP is a derogatory name. It essentially means like a, an Italian who, you know, pretends way too hard. Um, yeah, Wonder Bread is white people shit. Definitely. So have you seen this wonder? Have you seen this white people shit take? It's corny people shit. Don't wipe my bum. Um, when you think about it, in so I actually don't wipe my bum. Um, when you think about it, in nature, no other animal wipes after they use the restroom. So why do we do that? Um, and I don't, I know there's gotta be a benefit to not wiping. I don't really know what it is, but if God wanted us to wipe after we use the restroom, we would have a built in way to do that, um, into our anatomy. You know what I mean? Um, so because we don't, I personally believe that wiping after using the restroom is not good for your health. Uh, Jeff's face is, uh. Priceless. I had to end the video. So I guess you're not licking her ass. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that in general, but I'm just saying, um, yeah, listen, I, this is where like I jump off the social media stuff. Like I have a TikTok. I mean, I noticed her rainbow stuff. So it doesn't surprise me. She's a liberal moron. So yeah, they, they, they take things that are normal. Like for instance, washing your hands after the bathroom and they make these stupid takes. She doesn't actually do that. That's just her pretending to, to look like that. Um, yeah, it's it's disgusting. It, it's foul. If she ever came near me, I would kindly tell her to get the fuck away from me and don't even look at me. Stay away from me. Um, yeah, weird. What is, what is your take on the Blackburn reuniting with Travis Hunter? Travis Hunter seemingly has over 400,000 views on his YouTube show video that he posted last night. He's a content creator extraordinaire. He may have a great uh, career in this business. Uh, that was a smart ploy, bringing the Blackburn kid back after you went to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. It seems like that's society today anyway. Um, that is what we are. We're fucking forgivers, sad, happy, mad, back to forgiving. I mean, it is what it is. I would never have done that myself. I would not hold a grudge, but I would also couldn't wait to play him again if, if I could. Uh, I'd go play pickup hoop against his ass and intramurals over at Colorado State and beat his ass if that was the case. I would do something. I wouldn't do a video and buddy buddy, but that's what we are in. That's the life we're living in. Yeah, I, I think this is why I like you because to to me it's it's listen. Do I think Travis Hunter's a nice kid? I think he absolutely is. But everything today is about what does my PR look like by doing this? It's not genuine. It's like these people that go out to the homeless area and hand out shit and take photos. Listen, you're – look, do I think he's a nice kid? Sure. But do we really need to have you taking videos and post – like, it's not about your PR. It's for when you get drafted, he's a great kid. He's he, he's a great teammate. Look at what he did here. You know, it, it's not genuine to me. You know, if he did it and someone said, hey, we snapped Travis Hunter out with this guy and we see the back of their heads, that would be cool. It's like, cool, good for him. But they're, like, standing there to take a pic. Like, it, to me, it's, it's just a benefit thing. It, it's fake. This is what I want to see more of right here. I want to see jumping in the crowd at your opposing place yeah. and saying, fuck you. And <laughs> But by the way, he's a Compton native, so it makes sense that he's like, fuck you. And his dad's a world champion bodybuilder. So another makes another purpose why it's fuck you. Well, it's but funny I, that he jumped into it. other fans of his, like fans of his team. He should have jumped into like a bunch of Packer fans. That I know. Been, that's what I would have did. That would have been funny. I would have jumped into fucking Packers fan. I would have been like, fuck it. Do that shit. I mean, uh, imagine though, just to go back to that, the wiping girl. Understand there are people out there that would absolutely do whatever she asked them to. Like that's that's the thing about it. It's like um did you follow the whole thing in Philly about the the looter girl? Did you see that? I saw I, you posted it. What yeah. What so so the, the story behind her is she's this goofy uh TikTok star in the Philly area. Everybody knows a little, her. A little fat girl, right? Yeah. And she's famous off being a complete crumb. Like she she posts videos of her naked. Like she's a complete slob. You know, and there's guys that are fawn over her. They pay for her own. It's creepy. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you have to be a real like down and out to like have interest there. And it's like, but nowadays it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're embarrassed. It's how am I going to get clicks? And that's where I jump off the boat because I've acted like a buffoon, but I very much regret it. And it's not something I want to continue to do. 
I will never, you know, get away from ethics to 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 make them get clicks. I don't get it. Meatball. I put the I put the link in the chat. You guys want to call in and ask a question? Members only. You guys got to pay to pay. I want to ask you this, Jeff. Um, here's the Mormon milf hunter. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's passionate. He's obviously was you know one of the greats, and so. Uh, you know, us as an offense, we got to do everything we can just to, to try and improve them all and keep doing what we can and uh, improve. I think the guys are feeling very optimistic. Yeah. You know, we all believe in each other. We're all right there. So excited. excited yeah, for this this is, week. yeah, this is where I, ju- again, jump off. Joe Namath went out of his way to be a complete asshole. He's a, a belligerent drunk per usual. That's all he does. Joe Namath's a clown. Um, I would have come out and said, you know, Okay, you know, and I'm happy with what he said. I would have been a little bit more forceful with it. You know, you that man disrespected you. He's a great kid, this you know, kid. I'm telling you right now, he's taking a bucket. Yeah, he's a nice kid. So he's, he's taking a beating right now publicly by everybody. Even his own guys, yeah. Brees Hall is fucking liking tweets. Oh, our doctor, uh, Jesse Morris, who's on our show every week, and, and he's like, fuck, you're liking tweets about Zach Wilson, the Mormon milf hunter. It's like, yeah, we're not running the ball enough. I don't know if you saw that stat. Combined between Bryce and Hall, they have like 26 touches. Yeah, three games. Three games. It's bad coaching. I don't get it. I don't know why they throw the – I said it the other day when we were talking. It, it's weird. It, it, I uh, if I didn't ask you, is it, is, it, is, is, is it clearly Nathaniel Hackett? And you can see why Russell Wilson's improved, even though yeah. Denver's shitty, gave up 70. Nathaniel Hackett never did that. But also Russell Wilson's much better. Sean Payton's a much better quarterback guy. I but, said it last year. I don't get the love for this Hackett clown. He's a hack. He just did. It's, a, it's nepotism at its finest, Jeff. His dad was a legend, college legend, coach for the Jets. Um, you know, it's a good old boy network, man. I'm just telling well, you. Though, I don't think it's completely. I, I, Salah comes across to me as I don't, I don't think a lot of people find him. I think he's odd. He's a weird guy. He comes he's, across. Uh, I think players are starting to see through it. Um, yeah. It's very similar to me in Detroit. If MCDC uh, were to start losing again, like they did two years ago, like you're going to lose the locker room. That shit doesn't go very far with guys that be are paid millions of dollars. They're like, ah, I don't want to hear this. It comes rah-rah. down to the raw rush. It, it works in college and stuff like the Ed Orgeron types, like they work in college, but in the NFL, as you said, it's cool for one or two games. But then eventually you get caught up and it says, well, you're just kind of a fraud. You can't coach. We don't care about this raw shit. We stink. We're three and seven. Like, enough already. Yeah. it's. I don't know how long that lasts, but we'll see. Uh, Marcus Cruz. Let's go take – Marcus Cruz, what's up? How you been, Coach? How you doing, Jeff? What's up, I'm brother? Good. All right. I, what I love you, the – What you say? What's your question? You got uh, you don't like some of our picks? I saw you posting that. What 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 picks you like and which one you don't like? I love the Kentucky pick. I think Mark Stoops embarrasses Graham Mertz. I think Kentucky probably wins that game by double digits. They got the better quarterback. They got the better defense, and uh, Florida really has two offensive weapons. That's it. Uh, Parasol and uh, Travis Etienne's little brother, but um. The USC pick, I just wanted to tell you guys, USC is trash this year. They really are. And I'm not a Colorado fan. I'm, I made big money on Oregon. So I saw you say on a neutral field, you think Duke would beat SC. And you're basing and that you, because Tulane beat SC last year on a neutral? 
Coach, you believe that too. Don't lie to the chat. You think Duke wins on a neutral field too. Look at the smirk. You know you would pick Duke on a neutral yeah, field. Yeah, but, but again, they're both healthy. But 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 I'll tell you right now, every huge gambler in the world would take USC money line because they would they'd be a favorite. They'd probably be a seven yeah. point favorite on the road. And that's how I look at things. To me, I I get you know you you like Duke. You, you think USC, but USC is four and zero. I mean, Duke hasn't arrived yet to say they should be a fa- – they're just – they're not. They need to keep winning games. I, I don't agree that they would be uh, – I think they'd be competitive. I don't think they'd win. But, you know, I guess you're a fan well, of Duke. Is that correct? Mike El- – well, I'm not a fan of Duke. Mike Elko, if you look at his track record, when he was at Notre Dame, they were a top-10 defense. When he was at Texas A&M, that was their best year when they upset all Alabama. Ever since he left Texas A&M, it seems like the programs fell apart. He beat Clemson even though he gave up 500 total yards, and he beat Clemson pretty handily. I'm just saying, USC, their offense hasn't really started clicking in me. I see a lot of gimmick stuff. Caleb Williams looks fat like he's been smoking weed the whole time. Come on. Like, I'm just going to keep it it real. Mark it. Mark it. Hold on. Their offense hasn't been clicking to you. They've no. scored 55, 60. They're like the best offense in the country. I think, they scored, I think they scored five more points than Oklahoma State did at Arizona State. I think Oklahoma State scored 29, USC what they scored 34. You're not going to win by 40 every game, dude. I'm they just, still I'm, won. Maybe it was a trap game. It was a look-ahead game. I'm just saying, if you, if, you look at, if you look at TCU's offense and USC's offense, it's pretty much the same offense. It, it literally is almost the same offense. What did USC offense. do to you, bro? They didn't do anything to me. I just like making money, and they're not a winning bet this week at all. I'm just telling you, Colorado plus 20. The line, okay, Jeff, you're going to know this, right? Yeah. The line opened at 23 and a half. Everyone in their mother and their grandmother has took USC. Why did it drop two and a half points? No, listen, actually, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I don't, I don't think you're wrong on they cover. I think they probably cover. They'll be better. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Colorado wins, but I think it's going to be a 10 to 15 point game maximum. But, but again, Marcus, that's not what you said. You said their offense no. hasn't really been, they're scoring 55 points a game. It's number one by six. Against little sisters of the poor. That's who they're scoring 55 points a game against. They're again, scoring 55 points a game against the federal penitentiary squad. That's who they're scoring 50 well, points again, a game against. I want to ask you, what did USC do to you? They didn't did do they anything to me. I just, there or something? No, it's, oh, I would have went to UCLA anyway. That's where more porn stars go anyway. Uh, see, here UCLA. we go. We're finally starting yeah, to realize I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just it. trying to speak your language, Jeff. I'm just trying to speak your language, okay. Jeff. Anyway, uh. I was going to say, USC, they're not I, – I don't know how to say it. They just – they look like frauds to me. And, you know, that, that's how you make money is by picking out the frauds early. And I'm just calling USC the fraud squad this year. Well, remember, they only play well, on their schedule. They, they, don't, they don't make the schedule. They just play it. And, again, remember, I could agree with you if they were barely beating teams. But, but again, they are better by five points a game over any other offense in America. You got to give that some respect, bro. That's all I'm saying. Caleb Williams okay. is the Heisman candidate every year. Yeah, I, I agree. But did you watch San Jose State play Air Force? Did you watch that game? Yeah, but again, th- th- remember, bro, that doesn't mean anything to me. Those are different games, different players, different situations, different coaches, different home road split. Like g- g- games against one against the other doesn't mean anything to me. Hey, the way they really played against Arizona- oh, I appreciate you calling, brother. All right, have a good one. Uh, yeah, I, I, we still didn't find out why he hates USC. My guess is, Coach, and it sounded like to me, he's a big, big Bruin guy. He's a Bruin guy through and through. 
and, and he says to himself, hey, is I hate you. Is that the prime glasses, the benders? Yeah. I think his eyes are a little stoned underneath them. You, know? you got the benders on the primes. Uh, Versace, Mark, Marcus Cruz been a, been a, been a long time, uh, uh, supporter. He's a good dude. Uh, we got to get him on next week. He knows football a little bit. I, 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 like he knows football. So I don't think he's crazy with what he's saying. Um, I, SC does score points though, so I don't coach, know. Coach, coach, coach. This whole that whole your whole chat, you two yourself, you jumped on me over to over to Jalen Carter stuff. This guy comes in here and says, UC's off UC's offense hasn't really been clicking. Nobody, what? What? They have the best offense in the country by five points a game more than anyone else. Their offense is clicking, bro. Yeah, their offense is not the problem at all. It never has been under Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma, NSC, first no, two never. seasons. They're going to score points. Um, their defense, though, I don't understand and, it. And he's right. They will be exploited late in the season because they can't get stops. I'm not going to say that. I think Oregon is a better football team than USC. I think Washington's probably a better team. It's who's going to get the stop late in the season, and that's something USC never does. The, the, the Utah-SC game is going to be very interesting this year because – Pac-12 is great, man. Utah's defense is loaded. They're legit as hell. Greatly well-coached. Probably the best coach defense in football. Um, I The issue I have is SC, they're going to slow SC down tremendously, I, I would expect. But then SC's defense is bad and Utah's offense is bad. And it's like, fuck, I don't know what game. I don't know where to go in that game when they play. Yeah, that could be a 30-point over-under. And it could be right. a 60. <laughs> And and to, to the people that are saying they played nobody's, I mean, so let me ask you, if that's your justification, Georgia's played nobody's. Michigan's played nobody's. Are they not good? Like that that's Tempo, not what up, Hector? Yeah, no, I get it. What's going on, coach? What up, Hector? Sean coach working, trying to figure out life. You still with MGM? <laughs> No, nah, not anymore. I had a I had a jump ship, but really, it's, it's all good. Did you watch the game last night? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it, man. Jeff didn't bet it. He says I, I didn't bet it either. I fuck, I I I lost tremendously, Jeff, on my uh, on my prop picks on prize picks. I didn't win one fucking prize pick. I picked Jordan Love under, and in the fourth quarter, he fucking gets over the two forty five yards passing. And then golf, I had over 280. He don't even fight. He don't do shit. And then, uh, and I did have Singletary. Uh, I mean, Montgomery. Um, he balled. But yeah, other than that, you still betting? Yeah, I'm still betting. So that, that was my question for you. I have a question for you. If you were, if you were coaching yesterday, um, I felt, I, I get it. Like, it was kind of cool seeing Montgomery being like the bell cow back. Like he took, he took like third downs, goal line. He took, he had three uh, touchdowns on the ground, 120 yards on the ground. But like, would you have given Gibbs at least one look on the goal line? Like you, you drafted him. Like I, I kind of get the old school feel and the personnel, like they're sticking to them. The whole fantasy community is going nuts because Gibbs, was like a second round pick in like the fantasy world and Montgomery's just eating. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. I don't know. Gibbs is more of a slasher. I thought he would be used more in the past game, honestly, early in the season. Uh, 
I haven't seen him do a lot this year because I don't know. It could be like Dion and Kamar and and his and his uh and his uh, whatever his name is. What's the kid's name uh, that he's beefing with? The DB, Kramani or whatever. Um, maybe he doesn't get it on offense. Maybe he's not doing the right things in the building. I don't know what's going on with Gibbs. I thought he was. I would. We would see him more used like Bijan Robinson. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know about Gibbs. I don't know if you if you are aware of that shit, but I haven't seen him do anything. He, he he didn't. I mean, he didn't get a ton of carries last night. That's what it was. One of the props I took under. I didn't. I didn't think he'd be given much uh, workload. And yeah, Montgomery's tough. I, I agree with Coach on this. I mean, but woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? He he also was supposed to miss a couple games uh, due to a hamstring injury. And first game back, boom! Like. 32 carries, 121 yards. Hey, but, like, that, but that's my thing to Jeff. Why the fuck Aaron Jones didn't get that workload? On the other carries, side. Five the other carries, side, 18 I yards. I picked his ass. I picked Aaron Jones. He didn't do shit. They didn't give him the ball. Even A.J. Dillon's big ass. Like, you know, like at least make if – you, if the lines are going to make it mean with Montgomery, he was – I like how he runs. And you can do the same thing with Dillon, but – you just couldn't. Yeah, red zone, they gave him the ball in the red zone. He didn't do shit. But um man, good seeing you, Hector. I gotta we gotta get out of here. I gotta get that fuck out of here. I got someone coming over. I gotta go make some runs. I gotta go get food for the football palooza tomorrow. You guys sure. gotta come out to the West Coast one day. Yeah. Hope all is well, coach. Appreciate all right. it. Um, Jeff. I gotta get ready to go get some meat, some ribs, some bull pork. I'm gonna go get some brisket. I'm about to spend about five hundred dollars. I got some people coming over. I'm gonna try to take their money in poker, though. Uh, I uh, I gotta tell you, the sound of all that that meat. Uh, listen, I'm a I like having chicken once in a while. Uh, that that or I'm already sweating thinking about that. Hey, uh, but here's the thing. I don't know how you do it. You know the thing about it is, so I've, I don't I, eat red I, meat. I've been losing weight and shit, but meat, protein, true like true meat. It's not a you don't gain weight. You might not. Yeah, but see, the thing for me is like I have a, I just have a rule that red meat is so bad for you. I just, I try to limit it to once, twice a week. Hey, there's people that argue that though. They'll say there's that's the best diet, best diet, best fucking diet, red meat steak and all this shit. What who? Liver King. Liver King. I don't mind it every once in a while. I only do it like a couple times. I don't do it too much. I still do have like a lot of veggies served here. Yeah, what kind of sides are you putting out too? I, I got like. I got like uh so I do I do a barbecue baked beans with turkey meat grounded up in there with veggies. That's the one side. I'll do uh but on the side though, I'll do like a lot of like cracker cheese plates. I'll have some fucking veggie plates, like some broccoli and some uh cauliflower ranch carrots, shit like that. Then I'll have some uh I do a little bean dip on the side. I do uh nachos, I make some nachos uh custom. And then that I'll sounds do really uh, good, man. That, that I'll have a salad good. or something. Like I have a custom little salad that kind of you go around and get. Um, I have all kind of shit, man. Chips and dips. Fuck, it'll be a whole thing, you know. But then I, I get up early, man. Actually, I'll start some shit tonight. Like the brisket, I'll start tonight. Um, I'll put that bitch on the on the smoker on the drum. I'll smoke it for about sixteen hours, and then I'll do some pulled pork. I'll do. Uh, I'm gonna do a tri tip on the smoker uh then i'm gonna barbecue some sliders i'm gonna make some sliders probably some links i got all kind of shit on the menu by the way if if, if i hadn't eaten in five days christopher chapman i wouldn't eat mcdonald's i, I don't eat fast food uh, that, that's, i don't uh, eat fast food either yeah i i i, I, 
I think I beat Chick Fil A maybe five six years ago. The last time I, I, ate I can't it. do I can't do uh, I can't I can't do fast food. It's, the McDonald's uh, the smell even makes me sick. I, I can't even smell it. I don't. I haven't, know been, I haven't been there in 10, 20 years. I would say longer than ten. You know what I do love at McDonald's? To me, hell yeah, hell no. Nah. McDonald's cookies are the best cookies in the world. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had them. But do you have Wegmans? You don't, right? That's a regional thing here. It's a grocery store around here. The, the like grocery store ch chocolate chip cookies, like from your standard grocery store, very good. I get them once every couple of weeks. Very good. I, I love cookies. Are great, man. There's you a gotta debate. There's a debate. McDonald's chocolate chip cookies, like a, I get, I used to get a tote of them when I was a fat fuck. I would get a tote of them at night, three in the morning and shit. Uh, I'd get a tote of chocolate chip cookies in a box, like thirteen of them. I think they're brand new, hot. Um, and then Subway. There's a debate oh, between Subway's Subway got and yeah. McDonald's. Who has the best cookie? Subway or McDonald's? Yeah, I, I can't say I've ever had McDonald's, but I, Subway's cookies are very good. That's a great call. I like cookies McDonald's are better. Very, I like McDonald's cookies yeah. better than Subway. Cookies are super underrated food, man. Very, very enjoyable. Delicious. Let me do a little judgment before you get out of here, Jeff. Uh, let me see this guy right here. Julian Cesario. McDonald's. Oh, my boy. He's a fan of mine. I love him. Oh, okay. I was about to clown his ass. I thought he'd be a big fat wobble body fuck. If he no, likes, he's like an actor. He's like an actor. He likes breakfast sandwiches. He's got a McDonald's breakfast. God damn it. He looks like an in-fit little younger cat. Um, <laughs> I don't know how old he is. Thomas Bailey, if you're eating a fish fillet at McDonald's, you should just die. You should fucking die today. He also uh, needs Jersey Mike's. Yikes. Jersey Mike. He lives in Nebraska for sure. Come on, Kelly. You got to be shitting me. You're muted. She don't eat cookies. Look at her. She don't have that figure by eating cookies. You can have a skinny face and be three for 30 down low, though. Nah, Kelly's a model. No shot. Um, man, it's been fun. Three hours, 40 minutes. Much love to everybody. I got to get ready and get my day going. Jeff's day's over already. He's fucking shot. He's already well, got I his see, I have my cleaning. My cleaning lady's literally vacuuming right outside my door right now. So You got a cleaning lady, huh? Yeah, she comes. She does like the deep clean. I clean weekly, you know, but she does the deep cleaning. So, yeah, I, I got I, I got some everyone. I like cleaning my house. I turn the radio. I blow up the, the house. I got the lounge. I got like well, six. See, I like you, cleaning. I agree 100%. I only have her come in to do like the showers and stuff like that. But once I get off the phone or the show with you on Fridays, I generally spend an hour or two. I love like pledging my tables and like running the vacuum. I love lines in my carpet. I'm a big line in the carpet guy in my bedroom. That's where I have carpet. Love it. Hey, secret of the day. Let's have a secret of the day before we get out. Get, tell somebody something they would not know. Here's mine. You know why I make my bed every morning when I get up? Number one, to me, it sets me up for the day. I think if you don't yeah. make your bed, if you don't make your bed when you wake up, I think you're a degenerate shit bird. Yeah, get I think if you up, make the I, bed. You, you have to make your bed very early if, if you get in your bed and it's not made you're a dirt ball like and here's why i make the bed so if i have randoms come over and for some reason we get into it and i just bend her over this bed it's on the top of the fucking bed it's not on my oh, sheet man. and if she's got some stanky cock i gotta be like eh, eh, you're on the top not on the sheet so i don't gotta wash my sheets seven times a week like jeff does 
Yeah. Well, I only do it once a week. They're actually in the washer right now. Um, okay, secret about me. Oh, wow. Um, Tell somebody they don't know something they don't know. That's why I make my bed right there. Wow. Uh, keep talking. I got to think about this because I want to do a good one. Um, I want to do a good one. Lucy, why are you mad, Lucy? <laughs> Lucy's crazy. Uh, Kelly, Damn. she said, Rock, I got to try it. Kelly, oh, yeah, McDonald's. No, McDonald's oatmeal cookies, Rockhead. Come on. Oatmeal? Why would you go to SC and get a fucking oatmeal cookie? You <laughs> shit me? Um, Lucy said, oh, my God, district game tonight, JB. All right. My man right here. This guy's right here. It's from Ted Lasso. He was the coach that quit and left, the little Iranian dude. I've never seen that. you never seen Ted Lasso either? By the way, Coach, do you watch a lot of TV or no? Nah. Okay. I was going to give you a show you should watch. It's the best. What is it called? Top Boy. So good. Never heard of it. Sounds like there's a guy, a little boy, giving sloppy. A Top Boy is, in England, a Top Boy is the lead drug dealer. He's the kingpin. That's what they call it. Top boy. He's the top boy. Uh, a secret. Um, you know, oh, oh, a secret. I, I don't think I've ever told anyone this. My trash comes on Tuesdays. Like they come to pick it up. And I don't like the trash sitting outside of my house. I don't like it sitting in my garage. And in my neighborhood, we have like construction trash cans. So on the regular, I take my trash, all of it, and I throw it in the construction trash cans. Now, I could be fined by the HOA for doing that, but I also don't. Also, I'm, I love candles. A lot of people don't know that. If you're a candle person, I love candles. Pumpkin no, I, got, I probably have 50 candles in my house. Oh, I love candles. I have a bunch of them. I'm a big Yankee candle guy, and I like throwing my trash out so it doesn't I – don't, I don't like bad smells. I don't like my trash sitting around. Right. I, I have I, two dogs, pit bulls, 140 pounds. They shit everywhere outside. I, I literally, yeah, after, yeah. This show, after this show, I go out clean the backyard because my backyard is very nice. It's got turf. I got jacuzzi. I got fucking people where people go and hang out. So there's no shit ever out there longer than this show lasts that I'm not out there. So as soon as I'm out there, that shit is picked up, watered down, completely the backyard, watered down. My backyard's pretty damn big. Water the whole shit down. And that's what I spend my first hour of the day after the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm also big on when my hardwood floors are cleaned. I told my cleaning lady, we must use the wood wet mats, Swiffer. No, make sure you – listen, I'm very bougie, okay? I have a mantle. It's always dusted. Like, I have coasters. I'm a, up, I'm a gentleman. I'm not some d- disgraced degenerate who has no fucking furniture in his house. We have lines in the carpet here. It smells good. We want people to feel good when they come here. We don't live like fucking degenerate homeless fucks like JD. Fuck you, JD. Trailer. Hey, uh, <laughs> um, you live I in a double wide JD, you fuck. Yeah, it's uh, you know, Beth Bad Meow. I got yeah, the best because I like lines on my carpet. Fuck you. I got cigar f- flavored candles. They're unbelievable. I put them in my lounge. They're actual expensive as fuck. Oh, like- really? Oh, buddy, look at this. I got. I'm gonna send you some. Oh, I got nice. a cigar. so I got a cigar advertiser that I'm dealing with. I got to send you some uh, Nicaraguans. Uh, oh yeah, nice. That's all I smoke anyway. That's the new Cuban anyway. Everything's made in Nicaragua right now. 
Jeff, man, ho- happy hunting. Hopefully you get your picks right. I'm going to pick some. We got a big football palooza tomorrow. Plus Canelo. Who you like Canelo fight? Canelo is the best fighter in the world. He's the number one. I love Mexicans. Shout out to Jalisco and Sinaloa. I believe he's from Jalisco. Shout out to Canelo Alvarez. Viva, baby. One of my maids is from um, yeah, Mexico. Sinaloa. Yeah, you've seen her, actually. I've sent you pictures of her. Yes, I remember. And uh, her dad's like one of the big higher up, so I can't really... I could literally fuck her, but I can't fuck her over. So, anyway... Uh, you have her much, forever. Much love to everybody in the chat. Pound the like. We will see you on Monday. Jeff will be back. So you know, Jeff's on Wednesdays and Fridays now. Yeah. And with Eric Weddle Monday, I'll be doing it from Scottsdale, Arizona. Tuesday, we got... Um, Steve, Kim, and Matt. Wednesdays, Work Boot Wednesday. Jeff Nadu. Thursdays, T. Rich. Trent Richardson, Thursday. Fridays, Brian Erlacher, Friday. We got Michael Lombardi on this week. And we got Patrick Queen, linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens, on on Tuesday. And uh, we got we Sunday, got- uh, Coach uh, Sean Salisbury. Sean Salisbury on Sunday, Last Chance Q. Jeff is our picking extraordinaire. We basically are on there. It's really good for not promoting it. We get four or 500 people in there on Sundays. So we'll be back this Sunday. Hopefully, if I'm not traveling, maybe we still will be with Sean and Jeff uh, while I travel. But we do our picks of the week, and we'll go through each game. And then uh, as we get film in, we'll start to show film, obviously, as well. So Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, Last Chance Q. All that going on. Plus, become a member of our Patreon. Follow the sit-down on 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 uh, YouTube and TikTok. What is it called on the TikTok? Sit-down podcast? At Sit Down Crime Pod, yep. At the Sit Down Crime Pod. Go check it out on TikTok. Jeff does a hell of a job. Lucy and everybody uh, follows him on that. He does the best breakdown um, of that. And are you still having beef with the guy that cooks food on TikTok and shit? Uh, so, so we've we've had some internal conversations. He 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 is not happy. Uh, I ended up in further thinking about it. I, I privated the video. I, he was a little upset. He said it was affecting his business. And who? Am, listen, Coach. Here's what I'll tell you. He's generally trying to change in his life. Look, if he were still a criminal, I wouldn't give a shit about it. Shouldn't be a gangster. But he's actually trying to change his life. He has a business. I felt bad about it. I said to him, you know what? I'll take it down for you. I don't want it to affect your business. Good for him for changing. Who am I? You know? So hey, move on. Bygones be bygones. I got my um, views already. It's all good. No doubt. Um, I would have kept it up. That said, no. I'm just kidding. Gangsters call me all the time through lawyers. Can you can you take that down? Can, no, I cannot take that down. No, I cannot. Gambino crime family people call me all the time. Uh, my client doesn't like your video. Can you take it down? It makes him look like a buffoon. Nope, I can't. I don't take videos down other than that. If they call, if they called you and paid you, would you take it down? Yes. Depends. Yeah. Start paying. Start paying people. No, start paying. Yeah, we'll if I take off. the video down, it affects my uh, my income. It just right. That's what I'm saying. You got to pay me. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. You got to pay me. Um, All right, Jeff. Much love. I'll see you on uh, Sunday. Sounds good. See you guys. Peace. And we'll see you guys on Monday. Appreciate you guys. Peace. We switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we missed, and we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out.